never knew love like wait no i never knew dick like this before now i'm horny never more <laughs> since you came into my home I know! You are my love like this, I know. And I'll never let you go. You're my all, you're part of me. Boom, 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 boom. Once I was lost and now I'm found. Then you fucked my world around. When I need you in me. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Cause I never been fucked like this before. Open my eyes, cause I never, never. knew love like this before. Boom, boom. What a surprise. What a surprise. Cause I never, boom, never. boom, been fucked like this before. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> Welcome to the Solomon Ray podcast. I'm your host, Solomon Ray. And that was a very, it wasn't even really like a beautiful rendition of Stephanie Mills never knew love like this before. She actually recorded, um, this was the original demo that they were going to release, but the the label said, you know, it's a little racy. They were kind of nervous. The, the lyrics just weren't of that time. They didn't so, want backlash. They didn't. So, so now I just wanted to let you guys know that is the original version with the original lyrics, you know, but it's just, but anyways, welcome to the show. I have my friend Jonathan Fernandez here with me. Hi hookers. How are you? (laughs) I finally got him on the show. Bitch. And what a fucking way to start it. I love that. Coming in my hole. Mm-hmm. De- divine. Divine. What a hoot. What a hoot. <laughs> so we are here. Um, <clears throat> before we get into the show, of course, I want to give a shout out to everybody who's written and reviewed the, um, the show Five Stars on Apple Podcasts. I want to give a shout out to Leah190. She said, my girl, I literally hear your podcast every day. That's how I start my day. Your podcast is what starts my day. Even taking my son to the train he's 19 no even taking my son to the train he's 19 to work i just love you i need friends like you you're so 100 funny and real keep striving boo you're doing amazing thank you so much leah you're doing amazing sweetie you're you're doing amazing that's what that's exactly how i read it (laughs) um i also want to give a shout out to bernard um he said excellent podcast from an excellent person solomon ray i have been a long fan of Ray's music and this expanding empire into beauty and jewelry he's expanding more into lifestyle brand as well which is very good the podcast is what you need when you need a good laugh and thought-provoking conversations about a myriad of issues and topics come on myriad okay myriad that's bitch. good that's a good word solomon is a gentleman individual and humble but also motivates you to be your best self in this trying world Thank you, Joshua. Oh, no, your name is Joshua Ford. Well, bitch, your username said Bernard, too. Bitch, sounds like a scam to me. (laughs) But thank you. Shout out to you, Joshua. We're on to you, Bernard. (laughs) This is a good one. Um, I don't know what the username is. G-R-H-H-G. Girl, it sounds like a scam, too. But you said, (laughs) got me through labor. (laughs) 
I was crying and scared going into la- hold on. I was crying and scared going into labor as it was my very first pregnancy. I needed a funny distraction to keep me from the anxiety and was listening to your podcast up until I was pushing my baby out, honey. Love you, Solomon. I could probably listen to your podcast openly up until my baby turns a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> There's headphones for that. Earmuffs, earmuffs, kids. Up to a certain age, bitch. She said, uh, the kid's going to start, you know. Um, it gets too spicy in the podcast. What's TVMA rating in, like, podcast world? TVMA. Or, uh, <laughs> Mature audience yeah. only. I think I got that notice after me talking about the girl's painting. I think for I think sure that, your yeah. intro song today will definitely put you yeah. on that list. Yeah, it's up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Baby J, favorite podcast, favorite person, bravo. I love listening to Solomon's podcast. Also, love following him on Snapchat. So hilarious. Love the girls and the food is to die for. Girl, you make my day. Honestly, love Solomon. And he brightens up every single day. He's funny, super handsome, and so relatable. Well, thank you, bitch, because I, like, I feel like a fucking fat-ass whore, fucking ogre. As of late. So thank you so much. Must be a Capricorn thing. So thank you so much, guys, for rating the review five stars on Apple Podcasts. As well as you guys know, you can also rate the the podcast on Spotify now. Um, you can't leave reviews, but you can definitely rate it five stars. Now, before we get into the show, I have to read this letter Serena sent me. Someone sent it to, well, her name is Elizabeth Griffin. She sent it to Saul Ray Beauty. Guys, listen. I have to give this disclaimer. Solomon is visiting in New York. He's up in my house right now. So if you hear a hard breathing in the background, a hog. I promise it is not a pig, it is not a hog, and it is not an orgy of men fucking hard. Bears. It is my goddamn dog. He just breathes hard, crazy like that. Shout out to Dexter Morgan. Oh my God. <laughs> like, oh my God, it sounds like when I'm listening to the audio, I'm like, it sounds like a hog <laughs> or an orgy of bears. Um, same thing same difference um so serena we were doing something she's she was helping me clear out my closet in my office and she ran through this email that someone sent to the sorry beauty account and when i tell you i have to personally give this girl a shout out this is the bet jonathan this is the best fucking it's long but it's so good and it's from Elizabeth Griffin. She says, well, first she um, emailed the account. She said, hey, y'all, this is in regard to the fact that Taco Bell hasn't sent Solomon anything yet. <laughs> Concerns. <This is> con- <laughs> no concern, high level. No, it says urgent. <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is what I've sent to Taco Bell to multiple email addresses after numerous funny phone calls. I ke- I've kept it cute. I've given them one week before I start blowing up their lines and they get to know me personally, <laughs> hoping they get, get with it or I'm a freak out. Much love. Okay, so this is Elizabeth Griffin's letter and I just need to, before I get into the show, I need to put it at the top of the show and not at the end. So hold on tight and listen to this letter. To whom it may concern, my name is Elizabeth Griffin. I am the official manager for Solomon Ray, only regarding the particular matter of that which I write to you today. Here is the situation. Solomon is a brilliant musical genius, master chef, 
doctor of comedy, like the most hilarious savior of days, savvy businessman, beautiful specimen, and general humanitarian on some days, and definitely <laughs> keeps all the girls laughing. I love that. On uh -huh, some on days. Some days. Not always. <laughs> when I tell you Solomon Ray is a national treasure and should be protected at all costs, millions of us stand behind that. So that brings us to a thought. What might Solomon Ray like to eat? Well, one of his most favorite things is actually Taco Bell. Honestly, I'm so confused as to how and why we haven't seen any Taco Bell PR unboxing on Solomon's stories. <laughs> Solomon stays loving Taco Bell and talks about it often. He eats Taco Bell on his stories. The doll loves some Taco Bell. I'm just not sure because I know a lot has happened in the world these days. So maybe y'all have been a bit distracted over there, but I am here today to put you onto Solomon Ray. And honestly, you're welcome. I too enjoy Taco Bell, but not lately because I've been mad at y'all for not sending Solomon a PR package as well as hundreds of Baja Blast coupons because I know y'all send those out. And there is not anyone in the entire world as more deserving than Solomon Solomon is literally in Madrid right at this very moment eating Taco Bell. He has since returned to LA and has been eating Taco Bell here as well. Actually, you might want to consult him on how to improve those new chicken wings because it was not his favorite. I wrote this <laughs> a week or so ago, but have had difficulty finding the right person to send you into contact with, end quotes. Anyways, Solomon gets billions of views as, a, as aforementioned, is a self-made humble national treasure. Now, next because it's not done. <laughs> what would be wonderful to happen is y'all go ahead and put him on the list, gather up some more coupons, and reach out to him on any of his socials over over at the Taco Bell official compound to find <laughs> <laughs> So good, right? The official Taco Bell compound, which is actually in Irvine, California, to find his address and send it on over. This way, we can all move on with our lives. <laughs> <laughs> enjoying Taco Bell and a happier Solomon. I am shocked y'all haven't hooked up by now. She is appalled. <laughs> he does so much free advertising for y'all. It's honestly insane for the amount of views he gets. It's time y'all do the right thing and hook him up as well. He's so funny. But seriously, if y'all are going to be sending stuff out to Jeffree Star, then you better put Solomon on that list because he is so much more talented, loyal, and deserving. And honestly, Jeffree is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are y'all going to send Jeffree stuff and not Solomon? Y'all will love him. Solomon Ray is a rising star who is famous because he's the gem of a human all on his own. He has overcome so much to be where he is today, defying many odds, and deserves all the rewards of his hard work and discipline to greatness. Thank you in advance. Thank you in advance for the fun <laughs> times ahead with Taco Bell. I look forward to seeing a PR package unboxing with Solomon on Snapchat. He's the best. Please give that sweet man whatever he wants. Much love, always, Elizabeth Griffith. <laughs> Bitch, when I tell you, I was sitting on my floor and Serena's reading this while standing up, like presenting it as like, you know, a a, a, a real like, yeah. a, like a very important yeah. like open up the scrolls. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. I fell out, but I think I fell out more because I love somebody who can like clearly this is comedy at its purest. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But the way she worded it and just like what is it? Um and furthermore, now next, on to the next, like, it was just Elizabeth so good. sounds like a hoot. Yeah. 
Like Elizabeth Griffin, you need to come on the show. She's she a hoot. emailed it to donation request at tacobell.com. <laughs> <laughs> just saw that. <laughs> I love that. That is so good. <sighs> Urgent. Oh, I, her her sense of urgency and her concern is hysterical for this Taco Bell um, PR package. <laughs> but here's the thing. I was telling people for the longest, it's like, I don't mind, like, the free skincare stuff and, like, the little things like that. But I want the food stuff. I mean, what else would you want? I don't want anything else other than something I could put in my mouth and shit out later. Like... And even then, I kind of want to keep it. (laughs) Okay, so now the rating for the podcast just went up. Now it's really M.A. (laughs) No, because I was was like, I want the food stuff. Like, I want, like, and I get really butthurt because I see people open up their fucking stale chicken sandwiches from Popeye's. I want a stale chicken sandwich with a nice little box and a t-shirt and a fucking apron. I want that. I don't want cosmetics and beauty things and clothes. I don't care about those. I want the food. We're in a pandemic. What the fuck we gonna put makeup on for? To go sit in the sala. Yeah, force feed me more food. Help this circumference grow more. And the fact that, like, Taco Bell has literally ignored my request, my donation request, (laughs) it makes it, it's just like a, I love the fact that there is a a constant campaign to get me (laughs) on Taco Bell's radar. Um, Right. And I mean, they're doing it purposely. I think it's a personal attack. At this point, fuck Taco Bell. I think now, yeah. Now what's, it's a personal vendetta against you. What's, I, I just noticed your fucking vent. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the air to like hit it. me. <laughs> hate it. So, okay. So, I'm in Jonathan's apartment. And a few years ago, when I basically... So, we used to be... We'll, we'll get into it. But we used to be roommates for the longest. Then he moved, and I moved back to California, and then I stayed pretty much one summer for the whole entire summer, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and he built, he got, he literally out of nowhere in the middle, we're watching TV at night, gets up, and he's like, I cannot do it. He opens <laughs> all the lights. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Takes out all this cardboard. Do you remember when you started like taping up cardboard? And I'm like, what are you doing? And then you stand on top of the chair and you start like fixing the air vent so that the air can go upwards and not downwards. I was like, what is happening? And so I'm looking at it now, and now clearly you went on Amazon or you got something customized. Like, obviously it's an audio show, so you guys can't see what we're talking about. But like, so my apartment, I live in a really pretty building in a really pretty apartment, and they did the dumbest fucking shit you can ever imagine. They put the air duct three quarters of the way up on the wall. You can't hang anything it there. Huh? It's just Oh my three, God, you're right. It's just chilling three quarters of the way there. You it's, can't hang anything over it. Yeah, either. bitch. It's like a head level. So when you're sitting on the couch, it's like blasting on you, giving you a mm-hmm. migraine. And it's like, why did you do this? Did you want me that to move out? Stupid. It's, yeah, it's stupid. So I just lost it. I just it. noticed that. Because <laughs> it's smack dab right there. Yeah, so I was just... Anyways. What the fuck is that shit at the bottom? Some That's more air shit? Air shit. Girl, stupid shit. Dumb shit. Well, again, we're going to, um, he's going to help, help help host this show with me. We're going to do some listener letters. We have a couple things we're going to get into. We're definitely going to talk about the Janet Jackson documentary. Um, I'm going to give you guys an update on my Hinge journey. You guys, there's a lot. I feel like I've updated you guys so much, but I don't know if I update you guys on live. I don't know if I'm updating you guys on Snapchat. So I am going to give you guys an update on where we are with 
that. Um, I've also gone through a sexual reawakening, so we're going to talk about that because, you know, I've been talking about a lot more freaky deaky shit lately. That's really exhilarating. Yeah. Like, you know. When I met you, you know. the first thing you told me was, yeah, I don't like to be touched. At all. I said, you don't like to be touched? What the fuck does that even mean? Mm-hmm. You're I like, hate, yeah. No, I hated it. I don't like to be touched. I don't want people touching me, like, no holding hands. No. Ashley I said, will count how many seconds she's holding my hand. <laughs> and so recently, when it the first snow came out, came down at the top of January, she's like, Slum, you know I've been holding your hand for like 10 seconds. And I said, get out, move. But it was like a reaction. Beat like, it. Get out of here. <laughs> um, speaking of Hinge and the white man, he just texted me. Oh, yeah. um, we're supposed to watch like an episode or read a book together. Like, not an episode. Like, read a book? No, like, not like we're going to sit down and, like, you know. Oh, okay, no. bitch. Well, because I don't. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought he was, like, inviting you over to his house. Like, can you bring a book? And read it. And I'm going to read this book, and you read that <laughs> book. <laughs> I get freaked out. Be like, friend. That's some weird shit. No, don't go. <laughs> but because I'm, I technically haven't fully moved back yet, and I'm so back and forth, um, the idea is for us to like either pick like a show we haven't watched yeah. and just kind of watch it that's you know, good each week or whatever it was going to be gilded age but his ass then took he here's the thing i told him let's start gilded age but he had like a 20 minute window that i gave him i said well, you got to start now cuz i'm going to hit i'm starting to hit and play and i hit play so it's going to be that or read a book um I'd so you're going to read a chapter each week and then talk about the chapter? Yeah, like a book club or okay. something. I don't know. Actually, I don't know, but I don't want to do. I don't want to read a book. You haven't dated in a long time, huh? Since 2015. Yeah. Okay. And then I fell into it. I didn't ask for it. I didn't want it. <laughs> I mean, I don't date either, but I didn't. I I don't know. I guess I don't know how to date. I didn't know. Like, is this what people do on dates? Like, they they they, they read books and stuff. I don't know what happens. Oh my god, friend, it's a lot. So, okay, that, that's going to be the first topic that we're going to get into. So, the first topic we're going to get into is, is Hinge. Um, and, yeah, so we have a big show for you guys. Stay tuned and move it right along. A smooth operator, I'm a smooth operator. A smooth operator, I'm a smooth operator. Okay, so, I ended up, as you know, I ended up, downloading hinge and i think i've take i'm taking this whole like dating thing in more of like a business mentality okay so it's like i'm not like i'm doing it more strategically and more you know Uh um so as you know and as i shared on the podcast is i wasn't able he wanted to go on a date that saturday remember yes and i was gonna stay because he was in Florida looking at investment properties. He didn't fly back till Wednesday. I left, whatever. I appreciate the fact that he was more like, let's, like more, I don't know the word I'm looking for, like affirmative, like more like, let's. Proactive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as it's opposed to like, some people are more like lackadaisical, more mm-hmm. like, oh, let's just chit chat. And I don't want to chit chat. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it, but I can't, <laughs> you know? So that didn't happen, and so thus we ended up doing like a FaceTime date. Which initially I was like, no, because I want to, I want to see yeah. how you act in a at a dinner table yeah. and like you know your how manners, you treat the waiters, the host, yeah. everybody. Yeah. You know how you treat me, what you dress, dress like, how you yeah. smell like, all that. What you give when you drink? What you give? Yeah, that's a that's a big thing. That's bitch. a big. I'm gonna thing. find out on Saturday. I'm scared, bitch. How do you get? He's gonna know what I what I give, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm screaming. 
Wait, earlier today? <laughs> when after you were like, I just don't know. I don't even remember. I just know like, what the fuck were we talking about? We were talking about people who just like how people react when they drink. And I just don't want to do shit when I drink, but have fun and scream. Like, I just want to fucking scream. I just want to scream. I just want to fucking scream, bitch. <laughs> that is so you just screaming. <laughs> so we did. Um, He was like, well, would you be open to like a FaceTime thing? I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So then a few days, maybe five days go by, and he's like, would you want to do like a FaceTime on Monday? And then I was like, wait a minute. So I need ground rules. I need to know like, what are, are we drinking wine during this? Are we, right? Are we dressed up? Like, what are we doing? So it's like a Zoom date. Yeah. Okay. And he was like, well, I'll take your lead, whatever you decide, you know, I said, okay. Well, I told him, I said, I am taking this seriously, so I don't want it to fall into this informal area, you know, too soon. Mm -hmm. And I said, here are the ground rules. And it wasn't anything major. I said, we just, one, can't have any other distractions. So you can't be doing anything. We have to be non-distracted because... We're on a date. Yeah. And um, what did I say? What did I say? No pajamas. Okay. You know, like no loungewear. Yes. Treat it like a real date. Yeah. Yeah. So I wore a, a regular black um, collared long sleeve shirt, nothing major, and I didn't did get too dolled up. You know how a girl sometimes I, I, I overdo a bit. <laughs> get a little too, you know, too deep. Barats. But he wore a t-shirt. Okay, so he, he he's he's an army person. They they like t-shirts, don't they? Huh. What kind of t-shirt we talk about though? Was it like a coarse light t-shirt or was it like a cute white t-shirt? It was a light green t-shirt and it was like, you know, like a fitted t-shirt. No logos, but it was still a t-shirt. Does he have a nice body? He was trying to show it off. I think so. Yeah, that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to impress you with his pectoral But it muscles. didn't work. It actually worked against him. Really? I don't like that. I don't, because I feel like if it's a date type situation, I need a collared moment. Wait, you know? okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you want your man to dress? Like, you're walking down the street and you see, like, a picturesque, beautiful man. What is he wearing? A, well, you could wear a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I think I was just taken aback because I think my initial moments of meeting someone, I want you to just... So I was talking to my mom and my mom was... I invited my parents to dinner at my house on Sunday and she was like, they just don't make kids' clothes anymore, like nice, frilly clothes for girls mm-hmm. anymore. They don't have this. I said, Mom, people want things that are very... Um, relaxed. Relaxed and That's easy wear. Yeah, throw in the washing machine. Why my jam? And then I kind of sparred. I was like, why don't people just want to like look nice anymore? Like, Why does everything have to be comfortable? And like, why don't people want to like get dressed up? 100% agree. I don't get it. I, it's something about... First of all, let me say this. I blame the Kardashians and Kanye West for this because they started this whole athleisure wear as formal wear shit. Athleisure wear is for the gym. Yeah. Like, don't go on a date in sweats. Put on fucking pants, bitch. Put on jeans. And a long sleeve shirt. If not a long sleeve shirt, at least a collar. Yeah. And like a piece of jewelry, something. Mm -hmm. I agree. And that just... That, I mean, it didn't bother me, like, that much, but I'm just like, you know what? It's FaceTime. 
the test of will be on Saturday to see what he wears. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are like, well, maybe you should like let him know, like you know what you. Want. I'm like, no, no. I don't want to let you know, and I shouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he didn't look like a fucking ragamuffin bitch. Like he yeah. looked nice. He did his hair. I could tell he styled it. Like I could tell. You know what I'm saying? I think there's also like this idea of like you don't want to look like you're too like. So I was trying when I got myself ready. I was like, I don't want to look like I, you know. <laughs> Put too much effort. I know. So I kind of, I didn't lie, but I kind of was like, I just got up, I just got in my, out of my car. I was running errands, you know, I just, I just you know. This whole thing. I ran into my, my, my bathroom real quick and just did like a little like zhuzh up. But I don't know if that's it or not, but I just don't want t-shirts initially. Yeah. See, I don't, okay. So I don't mind a t-shirt. For me, it depends on the quality or the style. So if it's your look, and you're and it's like a cohesive put together look great fine now if you have the same look for the gym for walmart and for the date uh-huh. no i uh-uh I, that doesn't fly with me if you're just a t-shirt person and you wear coarse light shirts to go to sleep and and cute dky t-shirts to go out whatever fine mm-hmm. i can handle that if you got the body for it great i can handle that but i just need to feel like you have put in some sort of effort mm-hmm. to look good while we're together my thing was like i don't mind the t-shirt like i would have worn a t-shirt if it was like i would have worn a crew neck t-shirt with like a black leather jacket over it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not for a FaceTime date, but you know what I'm saying? But like, mm-hmm. if we were to go out and it were to be a t-shirt moment, that's how I would always try to elevate the t-shirt a little bit because mm-hmm. then it just gets to the point where it's like, I don't know, there's something about the gays now that it just drives me nuts where like they just wear denim shirts, tank tops and headbands and dirty white Converse sneakers. And I'm like, why is it straight men are getting dressed up and smelling good and wearing nice clothing, nice shoes, mm-hmm. and then the fags are just left to fag out? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? It's so annoying. Yeah. I, I just want to, like, I I appreciate beautiful things. I want to see beautiful, I want to be a, a, surrounded by beauty. Yeah. And there's a beauty aspect of clothing and putting it, you know? I get it. I feel like I I can I'm okay with a t-shirt, but again I you got to look nice. I, yeah. That's just the bottom line. I don't care about a t-shirt. I do care if it's like, bitch, why are you wearing a fucking uh, fucking July Fourth t-shirt with firecrackers and, <laughs> and a flag on it? A family reunion dinner. t-shirt, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking barbecue uh, t-shirt. It's funny because Matt was someone who always notoriously would wear gym clothes. And I would tell people, I was like, it wasn't like, I don't want to say nice gym clothes, but it would be like, you know, Walmart, you know, stuff that you'd wear to bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was just like his thing. And now Matt is like dressing up and looking nice and people like his style. And the whole time I'm like, I gave you your swag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then he jokes to me, he was like, bitch, now you're the one who wears gym clothes all the time. Like, ah, all right, cool. Yeah, that's funny. T T T T T T. So, but yeah, from there's like a whole new spectrum of dating. We haven't dated. I haven't dated since 2015. Yeah. When was the last like you put yourself out there? You know, when was your last dating scenario? So I think first of all, I show up to dates drunk. So they're always a blur to me. <laughs> I literally always, I, I, I stumble into dates drunk. Um, so they're always a, a blur. But 
like if I'm not having a good time, I know within the first 15 minutes if it's going to work out or not. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if I know that we're not going to end the night in my bed, I know it's you're not the guy for me because I put out right away. Oh. And I need to know that it's going to lead to that and get there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I put out right away. Ah, yes! <laughs> you know what's crazy? And I was telling Ashley this last night. I said, I'm not playing these weird games of like, wait three days no. for this or, you know, text this person after three hours. If I feel Stupid. some type of way, I'm going to let you know right now. If you say, do you like me? I'm not going to be like no i'm like yeah. i'm gonna be like yeah i like you i'm yeah. not doing none of that weird shit yeah. i'm 35 i got you know what i'm saying so i'm not doing any of that if i'm going to fuck on the first day i'm fucking on the first day period i've already done it in general the actual preferably time, the funny thing is matt we went out and i wanted to fuck him on the first day and he was like we went back to my house and he kissed me in the hallway of like my my home and he was like i think it's time for me to leave and i'm like what <laughs> And, you know, he's like, I really like you and I want it to be a moment. I was oh, like, oh, knock it God, off. This is not girl. the 18th century. <laughs> <laughs> knock it off, courting me. Let me walk you back to your quarters. No, fuck me. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> 18th century, bitch. What is this? Uh-uh. <laughs> Not the 18th century, <laughs> bitch. Not the 1700s. Not during slave times. Like, <laughs> no, don't, don't fucking court me and walk me home. Pound me out like the slut I am. <laughs> My God, <laughs> what did we come for? I was like, what is happening? Yeah, he wasn't into it, but um, yeah. So, but I will say, going into things like so. My- You hear Dexter, you guys, he's like panting. Um, There he goes. So my first two relationships, I ended up like just kind of falling into, not even realizing that's what I wanted. And I didn't want it, that didn't work out. So I just was like, no, it's not for me, whatever, boom. But it's such a different, like, the thing is, one thing I like about this guy, he's never once asked me anything in regards to like a social media realm the only thing he did ask me was like what is your podcast about which is a fair enough question of course yeah and um yeah he's never asked me it's other people i've talked to they're like oh do you have instagram do you have this and i lie and i'd be like i don't have nothing because my thing is and i don't want to share i'm glad he hasn't asked me about the podcast because it's like i don't want to say i'm not 100 percent myself but there's an aspect, I think, when you turn on a mic or you turn and you when you're in front of a camera, you turn into a, you, a character. it's just yeah, you turn you turn on. You hit the on button. Mm-hmm. You know? And then sometimes when the mic goes off or the camera shuts off, you go back to like you're still you, but like you just like the other night Serena was over and she was t- and I was just really out of it. And I didn't say anything. And we, we, she, we me and her just we had that friendship to where like she'll come in, she'll work, and she's my best friend, even though she's my assistant. But we just worked, and she, you know, we didn't really say too much of anything. And then at the end, we had like some dinner. And we're like, "Girl, I'm exhausted," you know. Whereas I think if you knew me through the lens of a social media, you'd be like, "What's wrong?" Oh, you're mad at me, or you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Totally. So I like the fact that. But you and I were talking. I was flying to Guadalajara. 
And I remember texting you and I was like, I get, I'm getting the feeling to where like, I'm talking to people and I can't differentiate if they're really, really genuinely interested in me. Mm -hmm. And that is the biggest mind fuck. It's only gonna get worse too. I think as your career grows, which is growing so fast, people, here's what, here's, okay, so talking about dating. What I have found is people will go on dates and act. We all Google. Mm -hmm. I, anybody who's going to go on a date with you and knows your name is going to Google you, yeah, right? I tried to Google this kid and I can't find anything. He works, honey. Wasn't he in the in the, like the, the Marine or some shit? Well, I'm going to do a reverse uh, image search <laughs> on tomorrow. All right. When we turn the, when we turn the podcast off, I'm going to show you some things. Oh, you... I can't tell them up in here. <laughs> Mind your business. You have a membership. <laughs> so, but... So people can Google you or whatever. And I mean, I'm on a pretty popular show. So chances are you've been flipping the channel and seen me at least once. Anyways, whatever. So people now have a way of going on dates and they're like acting so oblivious to who you are or anything and just nothing. And then once they have one too many drinks, the conversation starts to yeah. shift. And mm -hmm. yeah, and I don't mind it by any means. I don't care. I, I don't particularly enjoy talking about my job. I never talk about it, as you know. But if you ask me, I'll answer a question. Mm -hmm. However, what I do have a problem with is people looking at me as like a cash cow or a way in or a plug. So when I'm on a date and I feel like it's turning into a conversation of you're in the limelight or you're in entertainment, how can you get me in? It is the worst feeling. It makes it, me feel it hurts my feelings. Yeah. It hurts my feelings. Yeah. I've come home and cry after because yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I thought I was really into this person. Mm -hmm. I thought they were into me because I'm pretty or because I'm funny. And this person just wanted an end to the industry and I'm so hurt. And it like butchers my self-esteem, which my self-esteem has already been teetering for the last <laughs> fucking, since this fucking pandemic has happened, bitch. It's on a fucking lifeline, bitch. And so when that happens and I notice it and you feel it, you're just like in this weird realm of like, how do I even navigate the rest of this hour with you? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's a really, it is a mind fuck friend. Mm -hmm. And the whole time it's like, first off, you're already wondering, like we're not ugly people by any long shot. I'm just gonna put it out there. Doesn't mean we don't suffer from body dysmorphia or mm -hmm. like any sort of, you know, typical self confidence things that people deal with. But there could be someone who's really attractive. And I'm like, oh, this person is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And the whole time I'm like, before you insert all the superficial areas, I'm already like, why me? Yeah. And then when it starts to sniff out, like you start to get to this like, oh, how do I get verified? And how do I do? And then you're just like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe here. I'm not, what you know, it's already just plummeting mm -hmm. my confidence yeah. as is. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. It sucks. That's literally why I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to just get some dick off of you and then just block you because <laughs> you think I'm the plug and you're going to use me to get into the industry. I'm not you're going to get into these walls and you're going to get out bitch, of my house. I can barely even plug myself, bitch. <laughs> the only thing that's plugged up is this motherfucking phone and the mic. I wish I could use my... Sh I can't even plug me. Baby. Mm. It is just the... It is the weirdest feeling that um, but I think it's just kind of <clears throat> navigating this realm of dating in this era of like social media. And it's like one thing is so many people just are desperate to be famous and to be near things of access. Mm -hmm. And 
it crosses like sexuality boundaries to where like people you thought were straight are like willing to bend very very far for a sniff of access and it's just it's a wild realm friend Mm -hmm. there's something about our generation the generation coming up after us and even the the other generation that people feel like they need attention so badly that they kind of are turned on i think by celebrity because celebrities do get attention yeah you know what i'm saying so i think access to that makes them feel validated for for whatever reason and it's like you know i'm sorry that your mom didn't hug you and your dad didn't tell you he loved you that's like sad i know it sucks it happens to all of us but i'm not your fix for that you have to go find that elsewhere go Mm -hmm. get help my job is not it for you because my job is actually really cumbersome and my job actually causes a lot of anxiety and problems in my life. So I'm not about to add on by bringing you along the journey with me. You need to figure out your life, kiddo. Just fuck me and go home. Dismount and get out. Dismount. <laughs> so you so you haven't dated in a while. Well, I mean, you, you, you've dated, but you're just kind of hitting mm-hmm. like this block. Yeah, I'll date, I date guys here and there. I date guys that I know genuinely don't know me. Um, uh, some straight guy recently took me out, which that was a, an adventure. Um, but yeah, Can like I share. I mean, it was just weird, you know. Like it was very, like we actually we we had a, we were on a date downstairs. There's a restaurant downstairs from my house. It's really nice. And every time the waiters came around, it turned into bro. Like, yeah, broski. I'm like, don't oh, if you broski me one oh. more fucking time and hit me on my shoulder. He kept doing this with the back of his hand, <gasps> like back hitting me. Like, like yeah, bro. I'm like, my arm hurts because you need to hide your sexuality. Do not hit me no more because we're going to fight. And I'm going to tell people that I blow you. So, yeah, that was fun. It's just not my jam. I don't know. I'm just not into... I'm just not into dating right now, I guess. The funny thing is when I met you, you were very much like all like your eyes were glistening like you were very like a lovey-dovey i mean you're still a lovey-dovey girl mm-hmm. but like you you were like i want love i want love i want love fuck that. and then i was the girl who's like fuck love <laughs> fuck these motherfuckers don't touch me i don't want to have sex <laughs> da, 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 da. so it's just interesting that like and now you're looking for yeah, love i know oh my god solomon is but here's the weird the love but hold on i have to just give a disclaimer I'm not like I, I'm clearly I am looking because I'm going through this. Yeah. But I wasn't like I don't know how to put it. Like I'm not desperately seeking romance. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm in a place now where I can. I'm com. I think also I wasn't comfortable with where I was for a in a lot of areas of my life. A myriad like, of reasons. A myriad. Yes, a myriad. Elizabeth. <laughs> Fucking shout out to her. Um. So I just wasn't ready to, you know, I just didn't feel adequate or like, you know, mm-hmm. equal. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just like, you know what, I'm I'm comfortable with myself now and I'm open to the idea. I didn't think it would happen so quick, but, um, or like it would be so many responses, but yeah, it's kind of. I think working on yourself is like the most important part, you know, I remember, um, I used to do makeup for Love and Hip Hop and Jocelyn Hernandez, the craziest one from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I remember showing her pictures on Grindr 
of the guys that I wanted to hook up with. I'm like, look, girl, I hit up this guy, hit up that guy. Let's see what I what I catch and stuff. And she's like, ooh, they fine. Why you don't look like that? I was like, oh. She was like, yeah, why are you going after these men and you don't look like that? Shouldn't you work as hard as the man that you're going after? Those men live in the gym and you don't even, you walk, you run past it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, so why, so why you want them and you don't work to look like them? And I was like, this girl is a basket case, but she's so right. Why am I going after these men who have achieved all this stuff that I want and I'm not working towards it? What makes me feel like I'm worthy to be in their presence when they live in a gym? So I'm like, bitch. Well, I don't necessarily agree with the physical aspect of things because there's, that could be so many different things. But I will say for me, I was like, well, I only want to date guys who do this, who have this, who, you know, achieve this. And I was like, well, bitch, until you do that yourself, you're not going to be in those realms. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, despite in Albate her being like a fucking dick about it, you know, there is a veilness of truth to that because you have to be in those certain realms to get, but it, but see, when it comes to gay men, it don't be like that because bitch, this body still get, it's, it's still work, bitch. This body might be 20 pounds heavier and she got a couple rolls, but it still serve its purpose and it still get, it still pull, bitch. It's still pool. Um, but yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, I think I just needed to kind of work on myself and figure those things out. And the funny thing is, there's this guy that um, I met early on. And you know everything about my life, so you yeah. probably know what I'm talking about. And so I was like, you know, he was 10 years. He, he's exactly 10 years older than me. And really attractive, great place, business owner, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, my God, if I could just one of these days be like him. Like, that's why I just envisioned myself being as a single gay bachelor or whatever. Fast forward to, like, a few months ago. We ended up meeting. <clears throat> Hook, I mean, not hooked up. Boy, did hook up. Um, and then we hit it off, as we always do. And he was asking me for business advice. And my home was better than his. And like it it, it like the, the person I thought I wanted to become, I actually surpassed. surpassed. Yeah. And that in itself, friend, was a bigger mind fuck than what I even thought it would be. Because I'm like, if I just can achieve him, that would be and then it's like, no, he's asking me for help. And he's actually now intimidated by me. And he's at you know, and it's like Were you don't you still have to be to him. Yes. I know. And and then we met again um, a few days, not well, like last week or whatever. And he just gets so nervous around me. And I'm like, and it's just, it's the weirdest thing. But I just thought like, as long as I can achieve X, Y, and Z, everything will be easier for me. Right. And it wasn't because then we finally connected and then he eventually ghosted me. And then so, you know what I'm saying? Like, so what you think oh, I need to achieve this, I need to achieve that. And it's like, no, because the table's not only turned, but I surpassed him and then made him more uncomfortable. Like, yeah. I was the uncomfortable one 10 years ago. Now he's the uncomfortable one. Yeah. And I'm like, that is the weirdest. And he's asking me, he's like, can you give me a referral to your wealth manager? Can you give me, like, I need this? And I'm like, what? Like, it was just the the wildest thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
I mean, it's fascinating you were still, you know, into him, and then now he's like ghosting you. But that just shows you he probably just feels uncomfortable, you know. Yeah. He feels un- or or not up to par, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. The so it's like as much as like people have like these ideas and like this is what I need to do when it comes to dating or blah blah blah. Sometimes it's like you got to throw that out the window because none of it it never applies. It's so cir- circumstantial. That's what it is. Dating is circumstantial. I think we make up these. You know what it is? Disney fucked us up, bitch. Mm-hmm. Disney. I was such a Disney kid. Disney really was such a mind fuck because it it taught us these fairy tales and all this shit. So we spent our whole lives mapping out what this perfect person is gonna fucking be. That it it, it we institutionalized our brains into believing that this is what this person will be when they come along. Mm-hmm. To the point where one slight thing, like a goddamn t shirt, will send us yeah. running. Like, yeah. nope, 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 nope. I I thought I thought about this thirty five fucking years. You're wearing a t shirt, skedaddle. I'm no. I'm waiting for my knight in shining armor and he's not in in a Hanes t shirt. Where yeah. it is just, it is just like maybe I'm not gonna have a Mr. Big. Maybe I'm not gonna have like a financier. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. I might just have like someone who just pushes papers throughout the day. And I'm okay with it. Or Steve. <laughs> oh, not Steve. Oh my God, Steve. Oh, oh Deaf Steve. Before we get off of this top topic, that has been the, the fans are so annoyed with uh, Miranda. They did him dirty. Mm-hmm. They really the last did episode, Steve dirty. Spoiler alert. When he said, I'm never taking this ring off. It broke my heart. I cried. It really broke my heart. I was like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I still love Miranda, though. Me too. I'm still team Miranda. Yeah. So on set, I guess, see, this is why I have such issues with this show, because they knew what they were doing was wrong. (laughs) But (laughs) I guess on set, people were so upset with it that they had, that one person on set made Team Steve and Team Miranda, like, buttons. And more people wore Team Steve buttons. And I'm like, well, that should have been the fucking... um, First clue. You know, odometer on compass on what the fuck. And the whole time I'm listening to this podcast with the writers, they're always defending the the issues. They're like, we saw the fans didn't like this, but let me tell you why we did it. And it's like, just say it's not great and just make it better for season two. Yeah. Get rid of Che because nobody likes her. It's not... And, you know, so I, w- I, w- I went down a rabbit hole and I was going through the, um, Sarah Ramirez's tweets. Oh. And they're really bad. Like, oh. people... First of all, the the pandemic has made people really stupid. And, mm-hmm. and, and just, like, where people cannot differentiate television from real life. Oh, my God, I know. Is that weird? Why do people take television so personal? Oh, my Lanta. Well, somebody on Twitter was like, if all your podcast is going to be about is you um, slamming the show every episode, why do you even watch it? I said, one, I watch it because it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Sex and City is something I could watch to this day and still be Mm -hmm. entertained because it's still representative of now. Like, those themes don't ever change. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I think when you fall in love with characters you have, like, some sort of inv- investment. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we're not dumb. We know, like, it's fucking television. But it's, like, we're able to sound off. And, yeah. you know, people are able to have, like, an opinion despite it. You know, but you, I think you invest and, in, like, you have, like, a, a love for some of these characters. It's just really, I don't know. I, 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 Yes, of course, we all do. But I just can't. 
I don't, I guess, because I guess, because I'm personally attacked for being on a television show that I'm just like, how did you become so personally invested in a television show that you feel motivated to open an app, attack, like find someone, mm-hmm. attack them, make up lies? I'm just like, oh my God. Anyways, whatever. I, I went down a rabbit hole. I was going through Sarah Ramirez's tweets and like people really despise this woman because of this character. Well, I despise and, the character. I don't despise her. No, she's getting, like, the woman. The people think that, and then she had to, like, tweet, like, hey, guys, I'm not I'm an Shay actress. Diaz or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of obvious. But people, No, people are really stupid. Yeah. People are really, really dumb. Oh, my God. I know. Brain, like, like fucking rocks in their brains. I'm like, leave this woman alone. She's just playing a character. She just signed up for the role, bitch. Oh my she God. showed up on set and memorized her lines and went home. Or they, they, they or, showed yeah. up, whatever. You know, I don't know. Girl, this is this podcast. It that's how it be because <laughs> I, I know sometimes I look every Thursday morning, I'm like, did I get canceled yet? <laughs> some of the shit I'm always on the verge on the verge teetering we need refills do you go to commercial breaks or what happens yes so that is uh, (laughs) (laughs) that is a perfect segue into our next topic so moving right along all right so on to the next topic so this past um, week, Janet, the Demita Joe, the Jackson had her Lifetime um, documentary. Um, and I guess it was supposed to be like a two night thing, two hours a night. It was supposed to be, you know, tell all, you know, Janet bears all, blah, 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 <laughs> five year documentary in the making, blah, 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 woo, doo, doo, woo. So I'm going in here like, bitch, you know, it's about to be good. Like I'm already, you know, I was talking to old boy and I said, okay, I, I can't talk to you anymore. I got to get into Janet. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, well, duh. I got to prepare for Janet. Yeah, I got to no, no. get off the phone. No, like, literally, I have to prepare. Like, Janet's have... coming. She's on her way. <laughs> She's in route. No, like, you know, like, you know, like, when those moments where, like, you're anticipating something so much that, like, you just have to, like, start processing mm-hmm. yourself to, mm-hmm. like, let me get my lighting good. Let me get my juice. Let yeah. me just, you know. I'm in Tina world right now, by the way. Oh, we're going to watch the documentary yeah. later. He's taking me to see Tina Turner tomorrow, guys, mm-hmm. on Broadway. And I'm inside of the Tina element. Of yeah. Her. Right now, I'm sitting here with dyed blonde hair and a wig mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. And and um, um, pantyhose yeah. and a silver <laughs> dress. Hanes. Hanes. That was it. <laughs> So I'm anticipating this documentary like the fucking Jesus is coming back to the earth. And so I watch it. And thank you to, um, shout out to you guys who gave me your logins for cable. Because, bitch, I don't have cable. So y'all were like, bitch. <laughs> People are like, here, use my login. Like, and I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the passwords and it doesn't look like they changed. It. You know what I'm saying? It looks like they real passwords. Like 7Q. <laughs> Lowercase R. (laughs) Exclamation point, yeah. So I'm like, damn. Um, So anyway, so I watched the thing, and I didn't, I knew it was two-parter, but I guess Lifetime didn't upload, um, they only uploaded 40, the first 41 minutes. Bitch, I watched that shit, I was so angry. I was like, oh, this is the first part, 41 minutes? Oh, really? You you spent five years doing this bullshit? And I'm spiraling at this point because I read Mariah's book, and you read it or no? Yes. And I just didn't feel, and I love Mariah down to the ground, and Mariah loves me, my daddy loves me. But 
I just didn't feel like it gave me, I, I feel like there's like this, I just feel this. I feel we are in an area in time to where you, it's okay to be transparent and it's okay to, within reason, and you know, within your own comfortability levels to be transparent and to allow people to know like, hey, this is what happened to me. This is the truth. And if Cardi B can make a career out of being transparent, our idols, like the biggest names in, in fucking music history, can do that too. And I just didn't feel, one, Mariah was very transparent at all. She wiped her whole book with the guys under a diva paint brush stroke. But when I saw the Janet thing, I said, girl, you was up in the backseat of a car for, for the whole damn thing. And I was like, bitch, what are we, what, what we going to talk about? I want to talk about Justin. I want to talk about the secret baby. I want to talk about your billionaire boyfriend, your, your baby daddy. I want to talk about Jermaine Dupree. I want to talk about, and not just that, I want to know what was it like recording Velvet Rope? What was it like recording, like, you know, going in with Tina the fucking Landon and learning if choreography? Yeah. Those are the stories I wanted from Janet. And those are the things I wanted from Mariah as well. And I just felt like it didn't give that. Wait, did you see all four parts of the Now Janet? I have, yes. Okay. And now my, my view has changed. Okay, cool. I think they are musicians. They're in their 50s. And I think they're musicians of a different generation mm -hmm. where... We're in a world of access. They're from a world of inaccessibility. And the lure of their inaccessibility it's was what made that. them divas and superstars. And they feel like being accessible means that they're no longer attainable. I think Beyonce is a more current artist who still lives with that mindset that they all have of inaccessibility. And I guess that mystique, does work for them. I personally do like to know the nitty gritty mm -hmm. and, and the little bit and, and, and the nuances and the all of it. I don't mind a diva. I don't mind a person, a woman who is like that. But like, so it's working against Mariah because so many people now dislike her because they feel like she's hoity-toity or the way that she speaks yeah. or the this and the that when she goes on, watch what happens live or and this. She's so funny. And she's, she's so, so fast like, and witty. Yeah. I love her. And it's like, you're doing yourself a disservice by not being, sharing, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> like, but what thing that, <clears throat> and you made a good point, Beyonce is, I think, that very last art, like, I'm not trying to shade Beyonce. But like she's not really part of that era, but like she's kind of pushed herself like, in that era yeah. where she's the last one yeah. to kind of be part of that, yeah. you know, mystique. But at the same time, Tina Turner blew the fucking lid off in the 90s with her book, I, Tina. And she talked about all the shit that she was going through, recording the musics and Ike and her relationship and her... Um, not illegitimate children, but like, you know, all totally. the shit that she was going through. And hold on, monitor. So I just feel like, I think it's a choice and I get it. It just sucks because I would love, and it's none of my business, it's no one's business. But it's like, girl, if you're going to come out with a memoir and you're about to do a, 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 a documentary that you done said, oh, I filmed five, five years worth, well, bitch, where is the footage? And, and, and why are you always in the backseat of a car? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
saying? Like most of that fucking shit, she's in the backseat of a fucking SUV. Yeah, driving Mrs. Jackson. And all she did was roll up on her damn old house. <laughs> and that was it. That's Where... all that happens in the first one, for sure. Yeah. That's all that's as far as I got. Well, I mean, you still have three more parts to to watch, but it don't it don't get much better. It's more driving? It's more driving, Daisy. Well, where's the destination? Like, what's the end game? I don't know. I think she just says circle the block. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this. The thing that I did take away from the documentary was I think it's very important to, you know, I'm a big advocate for art and people with talent, and I just feel you have to give people their flowers while they're alive. And mm -hmm. it's nice to see that, like, there's been a shift in society. I'm not saying Brittany and Janet has never been not acknowledged, but it's nice to see society now be like, yo, these women have gotten done dirty. And, like, mm -hmm. you have, they were remarkable talents. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, at the end, she told the funny thing is she said, so this is what's really funny. Spoiler alert to you and the audience. On the last, like, no, the third segment, they brush over the Super Bowl, which is so annoying. Why did she do that? They brushed over it. Like, why? That was such a pivotal moment in her life. It changed the 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 landscape of her mm -hmm. career. It she did. had to do movies. Yeah, she was forced into only doing movies because they, they, she was really boycotted in America. She went from doing poetic justice to like doing Halle uh -oh. Berry. So, so you do the bending? <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing the bending. <laughs> Ooh, Tyler is so wrong for sending him his office writing that Listen, shit. Listen, that's a whole nother episode, baby. But it's kind of like, so, hold on. I go on so many tangents on this show, but and I'm there the is, I'm you, you don't, yeah, you don't, yeah, different. I'm, I'm three different, you So know, you, do the, you do the bending? <laughs> so there is one of her stylists came out with a book last year and he was a stylist that also did the Super Bowl. And he said that it was helped plan. It wasn't Jan, Jan had no idea. And he was like, yeah, like um, I had a secret meeting with J um, Justin and Justin asked me to do X, Y, and Z. He never says what Justin asked me to do. He said, but that day of the Super Bowl, I go to a sex shop and get this nipple stuff and I start altering the costumes. And then Janet comes in and she's trying to figure out why have my costumes been altered? And so she has no idea. <gasps> so he doesn't, he says it, but he doesn't really say it. But J Justin was under that idea because it was produced by MTV. And MTV at that time was like Janet and, I mean, um, Britney and Madonna kissing, you know, all this, looking for you shock. know, shock value. So stylist doesn't say anything that he doesn't confirm or deny anything but he kind of lays out he's basically says like you can make your own judgments and he said but i want people to know it was not janet's idea and um i did have this conversation she was completely 100 shocked and embarrassed and she cried when this happened and she got on the next flight back to la and she turned her phone off and so my thing is why didn't you say this years ago you know what I'm saying? Like, why didn't you say yeah. this then? Oh. And so that's why I'm like, this is a great moment for <clears throat> some of the likes of Janet to be like, let me tell y'all bitches, that wasn't me. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. So needless to say, they brushed over the whole Super Bowl thing. And then out of nowhere, from this glossy, you know, A&E lifetime thing, 
pops up, you see a phone, you know, like just like a, a vertical thing, and she's on the, her phone, and she recorded a video on her iPhone saying, real quick, not even like six seconds, hi guys, I just want to, and it's in the, the TV show, they edited it into the TV show, look, last minute. She said, hi guys, I just want to let you know, me and, me and Justin are friends, we've talked it through, and he's good, so please don't go after him. And that was it. Which is so weird that they it, they put that in there. You know, and it's so like, like so quick, you know, like where it feels like she kind of maybe didn't really want to say it, but it was just a weird thing. She's like, I just want to let you guys know we're friends. We talked it out. We worked it out. Please don't go after him. Boom. And that was it. It was like a, like a little flash video. Oh my God. Isn't that weird? That is weird. That's weird. Mm -hmm. That's very much. I didn't want to. She didn't want to address it at all. Mm -hmm. I think too. I think coming from her family, she probably doesn't know how to publicly yeah. process trauma and all of that. Because every time it backfires. Yeah. Yeah. Because Michael. Mm -hmm. Every time. Every time Michael went public and tried to fix something, it only made it worse. Spoiler alert. But um, <clears throat> also on there, she was in talk to do uh like a. Coca-Cola campaign. Like, Coca-Cola wanted her to be a spokesperson. And After that's... the Super Bowl? No. This Recently? Is before... No. This is back in, like, the early... Night, like, maybe the er the late 80s. Oh, wow. Okay. It's old, old. And that's when all the Michael Jackson allegations came out, and they said no. She said guilty by association, so they pulled it from her. Oh, mm -hmm. Wow. And they're going to, you know, push her... Because she never went on tour, which is weird, because she's Janet Jackson. She never did, like, a tour until like her third or fourth album or something and so they were going to promote it and it was going to be like this big thing for her and they were like nope oh she never went on tour back with with like control and all those and all those mm -hmm. well she, I, control was her first tour oh but like the first two albums she didn't you know Damn. and it was uh, they're like yeah we're gonna pull out so it's just kind of like they i mean i'm not gonna say the the, the documentary was trash because it wasn't but it's just like damn i just you know, I just want to see my faves stand into it and be like, bitch, I'm... That's why when Britney Spears over the summer said, bitch, I wasn't good, I was great. It, like, brought tears to my eyes. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, that's what I want yes. you to... I want you to know and know like you are Britney the fucking Spears. Yeah. Stand in your shit and say, bitch, I'm good, and these motherfuckers did that to me. Yeah. You are this huge power powerhouse. Mm -hmm. Whatever... how However far your voice reaches is way further than anybody else could touch. Yeah. And so I'm just like, why didn't... I just wish, like, my faves would have just really gone there. Yeah. But I get why they didn't. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it, then don't do it at all. Girl, I wasn't gonna, was gonna say it. Because what what... If you're gonna give what we already know, mm -hmm. well, we don't need to put aside four hours of our lives to recount stories that we've already seen. Like... Sorry. You know I could have been playing on my little sex capades, child. Many people who don't know a single Janet Jackson song no, know that Super Bowl shit. They know about that Super Bowl thing. Mm -hmm. So many people who never heard of Janet Jackson know that Janet Jackson had a wardrobe malfunction on I think I think the word wardrobe wardrobe yeah. malfunction is still synonymous with Janet Jackson. Yeah. Like, come on. That's stupid. No, I don't want to watch it. Well, Sorry. <laughs> well, watch Tina's, which is so yeah. much better. Oh my god, it was so good. Cause this is such. A, this is literally the biggest thing of your life. 
Like, yeah. it's literally the biggest, the biggest thing in your career. It was your your biggest like trauma, and you don't even address it. No, I'm sorry. Four hours for what? And then it's like she was um, married to Renee, and then she was also married to DeBarge, and there was like the secret. Ba- There's so many like, and I get it. I get when people are like, "Oh, Mariah didn't want to make a, a a book about salacious gossip and tabloid rumors," but that is if it's coming from the horse's mouth, that is your time to kind of set it straight and be like, "This is what happened." But Mariah kind of, but Mariah's very different. Mariah talked about her her sister on drugs her brother and getting aids her brother doing drugs her sister selling her out to a pimp like come on that was intense yeah and we didn't know that i didn't know that till the book that her sister tried to sell her for like i just read it under the veil of there's a lot more hiding which is fine if you don't want to share everything but certain things just didn't add up like it's like okay if you got sold to a pimp and you are in a room full of Old these men, men and they're smoking, and you're just sitting playing video games or yeah. whatever in a corner. It's like, Something's it, not adding it's up. not adding up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or when she talks about like Tommy Matola, it's like, well, he would, you know, go through the intercom and ask me, what are you doing? And I'm like, okay, okay. And, and, and then what? Yeah. You know, it was like, she would kind of throw little pebbles, but she didn't take it to the, the mm-hmm. field goal or whatever mm-hmm. fucking football yeah. analogy that is, you know, like it was like, okay, Mariah, I get it. But it's like, but it's not and you know, and I think the average person is like, all right, cool. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like, bitch, I've done lived those lives three times and you can't yeah. tell me you didn't sat up in those rooms and this just, more. you know, it's yeah. not really adding up Mariah. And I respect that. If you don't want to yeah. share it, that's fine. I still feel like she gave a lot. Like that. It was, the stuff that I read in that book, I was like, Mariah Carey out in Long Island? Never. No way. The only thing, and I told you this when I, we were reading it, is I said that, like, the thing that I knew was bullshit was when she's on Long Island, and she's like, I have a get away. And she ran on this beach, and she said, I had no money to my name. And I go up to the, the bar, and I say, I just want a strawberry daiquiri. And I have not even a penny to my name. I have nothing. All I'm wearing is just my bikini and a sarong. And I ask him, sir, can I please use your phone? And I'll get my manager to pay. I promise you I have money. Girl, you on album number two, and everybody know who the fuck you are. And you are beautiful, buxom, titty, bouncing on the beach. And you knew who you were, and you want to feel fab in front of these rich people in the Hamptons and say, girl, darling, give me your phone. Let me call up my... I don't have cash. I don't have. I don't even have a purse. But my somebody will take care of it, girl. Most people won't be able to catch those things. They'll mm-hmm. probably hear the sad shit. But me being in those yeah. nests, I'm like, bitch, you was you was feeling fab yeah. as you should, <laughs> as you should. But bitch, you was feeling fab. Yeah, you were in your emotions, <laughs> <laughs> like for sure, right? And it's like you've had this whole team of people around you, like. All of a sudden, now you're alone for the first time. You had nobody you could call, not a hairstylist friend, a choreographer, a somebody. That's what there's not usually Nikki a huge Steven. arsenal of people around celebrities. There was not one of them that you could call. Meanwhile, your background singers have been with you since album one. You yeah. could not call trailer friends. I'm not buying it. There's things that were not clicking, Steven. And I just, yeah, 
I appreciate it and I, you know, respect that like that they just come from like a different thing, but I think it's just it would just be nice if also it would be nice if my legends and the people I admire were given the leniency and the comfortability to like feel comfortable sharing things as raw as like this new generation of artists are mm -hmm. able to do. Yeah. But you know, I yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I'm happy that we grew up in the era that we did where we had we 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 were able to run to our televisions and watch them on mm -hmm. award shows and the mystique and the lure and the this. Some of these celebrities open their mouths on social media and I am appalled and disgusted by the stuff that they're saying where I'm just like, maybe I'm old school like that, but bitch, just shut the fuck up and sing. Yeah. Because your bigoted antics and your homophobic uh, mindset and some of the stuff that these celebrities are saying now, I'm like, oh my God, thank God. If any of my idols felt this way, I didn't fucking know. I get to enjoy the music and be in peace. And I'm so glad my the people I idolized are, are dead. <laughs> and, and most of them are dead. Most of them are well, really dead. Really dying, laughing about death. No. <laughs> Thank God all my idols are dead. Ooh, and on to that. That is moving on to the next topic. So moving right along. Now on to listener letters. If you have a listener letter, please send it in to ask at the Solomon Ray podcast.com. And as you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. It's just, if I see it, I'll respond. We'll figure it out. But um, yeah, ask at the Solomon Ray podcast.com. So we have a letter coming in and she says, Hey Solomon, aren't he, they, whatever. It says, Hey Solomon, you can people. I you people, you fucking people. Can I just say you're my best friend in my head? We need more people like you in the world to keep us laughing and informed. So your girl has been defo, hashtag cheat on him 2021 and as well as 2022. Hold on, pause. So I do this thing like every Sunday where I just say like, you know, spill your tea or whatever, which turned into like this crazy people just... It, they be doing some shit like it's it's wild and so my responses are always funny i'm just like oh cheat on him do this do that yeah. and so kind of like turn into this thing where they're like you're really telling girls to cheat on men i'm like well if men are treating you guys as horribly as they always are like treat these motherfuckers the way they treat you yeah men are low down dirty dogs and do then they just right they come back and they're like bitch yes i cheated on him just to find out he's been cheating on me <laughs> and i'm like oh my god great so that's where it comes from. So he said, so your girl has been defo cheat on him 2021 as well as 2022. For the past six months, I've had a SG, sugar daddy, I learned that. SG means sugar daddy. For the past six months, I've had a sugar daddy who lives in Vegas. He loves to spoil me. We just got back from Mexico. The sex is okay, but he's basically my Mr. Big. Anyways, here it is. I have a boyfriend of six years. I've been lying and saying all these expensive gifts are bonuses from work or a raffle we did and saying how my job is taking me on more traveling trips, which is why I've been away so many weekends. But girl, I work at a BMW car dealership. <laughs> Anyways, my man is sweet, but so boring. I'm starting to feel bad for cheating in on him 
because now I view him as weak and unaccomplished. My sugar daddy is giving me a cap, giving me capital to start my own business and help me pay off my debt, which is so attractive. I'm just torn and confused because I don't know what I want. Should I tell my boyfriend, leave him, or keep doing this? I'm stressed. Please help. Signed, Sugar Baby in Distress. <laughs> Girl, fuck your boyfriend. So, Sugar Baby in Distress has, let me just do like a recap because, bitch, I, was re I can't read and think at the same time. Um, she's been dating him, I guess, for six weeks or six months. Um, he spoils her, invests in her new business, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I say cheat. Really? Yeah. I say leave your man and go with the money. Get the money first, the and dudes run. later. Yeah. <laughs> Take the money and run. I think that's a pretty, you know, I know that's really harsh to hear, but like if someone wants to invest in your business or put capital in your business and pay off your debt and stuff, you're going to, it's kind of like playing Mario Brothers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or like Pokemon, like you just evolved into the next level. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Ghost also was like, you guys oh, are like, shit. <laughs> remember when he was like, you were like fucking Pokemons, you too. Like evolving. <laughs> he said, every time I fucking see you, you guys are like evolving. <laughs> um, yeah, I just feel like you kind of get into like a new level. Um, but I will say this. I'm, okay, so this, I think what I, now that I'm thinking about this, Maybe stay with your boyfriend and keep lying. I know this sounds shitty, but like the sugar daddy thing is going to eventually run out. That's not sustainable. Like it's very rarely those situations are very sustainable because there's always another hot bitch around the corner. I don't know if you're a boy or a girl. You didn't say, but there's always someone around the corner and it's just not sustainable. And eventually when somebody has money like that, it's, it's nothing to find someone new. So milk this motherfucker dry get as much as you possibly can so in the advent that it does run out which it will um i don't know yeah i say fuck your boyfriend tell him you need to take a break and focus on your work focusing on your work is fucking that man till the wheels mm -hmm. fall off fuck him so good that he never finds the other woman around the river bend. Mm -hmm. Fuck him so good that he makes your business a franchise mm -hmm. and then leave him and then go back to your boyfriend and say, look what I've built for us. But you think she would want to go back to her boyfriend by then? I mean, if 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 she wouldn't want to go back to him, then she should leave him regardless. Yeah. There, I will say, not to get sentimental, but there is something really great about like familiarity and like people who like I don't want to say knew you then, but like people who were there in your formative years are like, you know, like there is something very comforting in that. I mean, yeah, but she's not, you know, she's not going to fuck this man and become Bill Gates. She's just going to open up her business. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think there's nothing better than having something that's yours. And what if you don't? take a chance with your sugar daddy and you stay with your man and your man ends up cheating on you and you end up with two kids mm -hmm. and now you got these fucking kids that are milking your fucking tits dry and your man left you and now you ain't got no business and now you're sour and pissed because you should have fucked the sugar daddy and you look at your kids like back then okay. if I would have coulda woulda 
Yeah. I used to be a bad bitch with a sugar daddy in Vegas. And honestly, I'm so fucking... The girls have sugar daddies. Like, I, whenever I open up my the in, inbox and listen, everyone has a sugar daddy. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe sugar daddies are different than what I think sugar daddies are. Maybe they're just people who help you pay the, the cable bill. I don't know. Well, where do we find them? Because I need this light bill paid. Well, bitch, I've been looking and I'm re- I want one. Isn't there like websites like sugardaddy.com or something? Seekingarrangements.com. And there's an, there's an app somebody, one of the girls put me on. They're like, it's an app too. Oh my God. I have a suggestion. I know it's my first visit on the show. Mm-hmm. I one think, of many. One of many. I think, and I think the audience will back me up on this. I think this week you should open up a fake Seeking Arrangements account. Why would it be fake? Just because we're, we're doing it to oh, troll. Okay. Yeah, to see what you kind bitch, of stuff. I want, I want something. Oh, well then fucking do it. Yeah, I bitch. hope... I hope your marine man is not listening. <laughs> I know. I think about that every episode. Ah! Well, so then hypothetically, we're going to do a fake page if you are listening. And I think we should like, we should explore this. Let's do it. I'm, I'm into this. So I just feel like I just, and this goes back to like my confidence. And I, I talked about this maybe not last week, but the week before. I was like, my confidence has just been shot to fucking hell. And... Oh my god, so side note, there's like an ongoing joke on this podcast, but like, let's see if Solomon can get through an episode without crying. <laughs> there's, I've only done like four episodes where I haven't cried. Ah, it hasn't whole, happened today. I, yeah, it has. Stay tuned. But um, no, like, I just feel like, I don't know if my time has, like, I feel like I should have gotten my sugar daddy when I was in my 20s. I'm 35, but I feel like there might be still some hope. Bitch, you don't feel like you look better now than you did in your 20s? No. Well... I just, I don't know. I know what you used to look like. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> totally wait, fucking with what, you. What, what, wait, what? Um, That's Whitney. Yeah, and, yeah, and Wendy. Um, what did she say? People don't get to see what you look like. like but they should know. <laughs> I know what you look like. No, I think you have evolved into being a beautiful person. You are completely effervescent. You're living in your moment. You're owning it. You know what I'm saying? You found your way. Like... Yeah, if if you're gonna be in a place to find a sugar daddy or or a the best suitor for you, it's gonna be now. Cause I don't think age is I don't think yeah. age is a factor when it comes to romance. Because but I just wonder you're thirty five, I... but there's another thirty five year old. So sometimes I'm like, you know, like when you have like sugar daddy, you gotta give up the sugar. So I'm okay with that. I would rather give up the sugar if that means I get something in return. Yeah, you're going to get money, bitch. Yeah. yeah. So I'm into it. I just don't know if they want my sugar, and I don't know if my sugar's good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel what? like it's very kind of late. Oh, is my sugar tart? <laughs> is my sugar rancid? A fucking pillow princess. <laughs> um. So sugar baby. Hold on. What did you sign your thing is? Oh, I got a lot of sugar in my tank. I might need to go with my seekingarrangements.org. We're gonna okay. So we're gonna update next week. We're doing a, we're gonna do profiles. I am. And if you find me on there and post me on a blog, I'm gonna say it's a catfish. Yes. <laughs> so so sugar baby in distress. I wish I can give you better info um better advice or whatever, but I'd still cheat on him 2022. And Honestly, at this day and age, it's like, just get your money, invest in yourself. And if your man feels 
you know, threatened and stuff, then he's probably not the man for you because if I was dating somebody and they were bringing in buku money, bitch, I'd be like, bitch, you gonna go out tonight? You leaving tonight? I'm doing this for us. Bitch, do you want to leave tonight? I would prefer if you do. <laughs> Shit, while I'm here playing motherfucking video games, bitch, you go buy me another PS5. Um, But yes, so thank you guys. And if also if you have any updates, please send them in. And on to the next question. All right, so on to the next listener letter. We have one from Anonymous as fuck. And literally the title of this Listener letter says, makes me come faster than Amazon Prime. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Hey, Solomon and Jonathan. Solomon, I've been your fan for over a year now. And Jonathan, I've been your fan since season one, bitch. Okay. My dream is for us to hang out one day, deadass. So anyways, you know how you're always telling the girls to cheat on their man? Why? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is my legacy <laughs> what will you be remembered for telling bitches to fuck on their men <laughs> a mess well I took your advice and I did <laughs> okay full disclosure I'm just now reading this normally I kind of proofread the le- lessoner letters beforehand but this is the- I haven't read this so I'm reading it live and full disclosure we're drunk <laughs> <laughs> but but I've been in an unhappy marriage for years with someone who is physically mentally and abuse emotionally abusive that's mm-hmm. horrible I've had three kids with him and after 12 years I'm just so tired I've been so loyal and I've taken care of him without ever getting a job or doing anything for myself not even a vacation without kids in all these years girl the last thing he did to me was truly the last straw so see this is where i feel like this is it like every fucking episode i'm like am i gonna cry you know what i'm saying (laughs) it's getting there girl so one day i hit up my ex-boyfriend and i found out he's been looking for me for years and it was like a magnet i saw him that very night while my husband was gone we fucked for eight hours straight. Oh my lord! Had a girl TMI and felt exactly how I felt about him 15 years ago. Like nothing has changed. After that, I've seen him about 10 times. Amen. I realize I'm deeply madly in love with him and I'm heartbroken. I can't sleep. I can't think and I can't eat. I'm really going through it, bitch. In my Solomon voice. So the T is that the man I'm in love with barely got enough money to support himself and his own kids, let alone me and my children. And my husband makes, wait, so the man that I'm in love with, oh, barely got enough money to support himself and his own kids, let alone me and my husband. And my husband makes a six-figure salary and my kids have everything in the world that they need. I've, I've stuck around through all the abuse for this reason alone. I grew up without two parents in my home and I'll I will always put my kids' happiness first. My children was too lone my childhood was too lonely and I will never put my own needs before my kids. I need advice, girl. Please help a sad bitch out. <clears throat> also, it's worth noting, because I'm trash, that my husband makes me come twice a year and my ex makes me come five times in a row every time we fuck. Damn. Mm-mm. Damn. Mm-mm. Damn, damn. My husband busts into seconds while this nigga will fuck me for six hours without overcoming all because he just wants to please me the electricity between me and him is over the top like he's my soulmate every time everything feels so perfect and so right as we have been together for our entire lives and maybe even a lifetime before 
And then when we're, when I have sex with my husband now, I'm so depressed and disgusted with his small ass dick and no game. Girl, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm dead ass bitch. I need help. What do I do? Sincerely anonymous as fuck. You said your husband beats you. Sorry. Yeah, There's girl. no coming back from that. You cannot stay for your children because you're growing, you're raising your children in a home where there's domestic violence and people usually run towards the pattern or repeat it. You do not want that for your kids. It doesn't even matter. Your your ex is not even a factor in this conversation. Leave your husband. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's it sucks because sometimes I open up these listener letters and it, it just breaks my heart how many times I read that, like, you guys are going through, like, I'm not saying verbal abuse is not important. I'm not whatsoever. But it just is astonishing how physical abuse is just your norm. And it just breaks my heart because it's, <clears throat> I don't know what that's like. And I've never grown in families where that is the norm. So I'm coming at this in a very naive way of understanding and a very limited way of understanding. But I just I just know for sure that it's not an environment you should stay in despite money. Um, here's the thing, money comes and goes, girl. I've, I've shared on this podcast a million and one times. I've been poor, I've had money, went back to being poor, went back to being homeless, went back to being having money, went back to being... so. It comes and goes, um, bitch. If it stays, bitch, that that'd be great. But um, I would, I think you deserve it to be with someone for you. Think you said twelve years. I think you deserve it. No, I know you deserve it to put yourself first and be happy. And you know, maybe this man, because girl, broke dick is the best dick. It really is, baby. Always has been, always will be. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind a little piece of broke dick right now. Let's, let's find some and share it. Yes. Let's hurry up and all right. Let's, let's finish close with out. This, mm -hmm. <laughs> this is gonna be the last listen letter. <laughs> so I just feel like you should put your happiness first. Um, and you know what I will say is, I know you said you are doing things for your kids, but kids are not dumb, and they're able to understand things far beyond that what you think that they can understand. And if you give an example of your kids being a strong woman and leaving a really bad environment, despite that being their children's, uh, your ch your children's father, that's going to give them a great example to be like, you know what, if my mom can do, because whenever I think about people like, how do you have this strength to like do X, Y, and Z? Or like, my mom knew nothing about business and neither do my parents. But watching the way they move and how stern they are and like how sure of they are of who they are like themselves that is one of the best things i think you can give your kids and i think you sticking up for yourself and putting your happiness first is going to actually ripple into your kids well-being yeah 100 percent. like i grew up in a single parent home and you'd be surprised how much a parent's absence could actually teach a child too you know, especially with strong women. And my mom was a victim of like domestic abuse and domestic violence. And I grew up in a home like that. No child should witness their parents being beat. Like that's just not a good thing. I, yeah, no, leave. Not, don't leave because your ex makes you come. That's divine and amazing and great that that's an option. No, she said her, her new 
the uh, the old the her ex. She's she so oh, she has yeah, a husband. Ex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her, okay, so she yeah. wants she's she's debating yeah. between her husband and her ex. I'm saying that going with her ex is a great the the, the coming six times. That's great. That's an amazing motivating factor. Yeah, but that's a lot though. That's a lot. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I was okay when she said her husband can come in two seconds because sometimes I do not be in the mood. Yeah, me neither, girl. I'm like, sir. I don't play with a little two-minute moment. Me too, babes. Like, yeah. let's make this quick. Let's make this fast. I've she got said, things to do and places to be. What did she say? And, and places we mean up in his van. <laughs> she said we fucked for eight hours straight. That's a lie. Who got that kind of stamina? I just, I can't. I'm tired. I'm going to fall asleep. Bitch, how the fuck you find the energy to be with your kids? <laughs> eight hours. Eight hours, Greg. No. Mm-mm. I'm going to give you a solid, swift eight mm. minutes. And and that's good. And you're going to enjoy all eight minutes. I'm into Because that's all you've got, babes. Yeah. Eight hours, babe. Grow up. Yeah, I can't do that. But, girl, I will say, um, put yourself first. And I know, I don't know if there are resources out there. I wish I would have read this in its entirety first, so I would have researched some resources for you. Um, but I hope that there are some resources out there. If people who are listening who want to reach out and give any pointers or anything, I would love that so I could share them with you, especially on the next episode, so we can do like follow up. But um, yeah, this is not the environment for you, and you need to be happy. And my mom said this. My mom's also 60. She'll be 67 this year. But she says something that always rings true to me. And it's not just for people who are up in age, but she said, I have more years behind me than I have ahead of me. And so it just kind of really rattles you a little bit to know, like, I don't know how much time I have left on this earth. Mm -hmm. And I want to be the best example for my kids and be there for people. And I want to be... And when you're happy, bitch, your, your kids is happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when... You doing good. Like, when my mom had a divorce and my dad went to prison, you know, we, I, I don't want to sound like a fucking um, spoiled kid, but we went from, like, a three-story house on a hill to, like, an apartment, one, two-bedroom apartment, which is, like, it's big for me. So I was like, oh, my God, like, we're, like, poor, but we weren't. <laughs> we're poor. But, but we had, like, a lot of struggles, and but my mom was very happy because she was able to get rid of her previous husband in a really toxic environment and the way I saw my mom happy and glow it just it resonates with your kids and I just feel like that's important for you to do yeah and you'd be surprised with how little a child really Mm -hmm. needs Mm -hmm. to not only survive but also be happy because ultimately what your child wants more than anything Mm -hmm. is your attention and your love and you cannot give it wholeheartedly to your child if you're in duress. So you could be in a mansion, but if you're getting your ass beat, there's a part of you that is breaking and and, and your child can feel that your heart is breaking. You can give more love to your child in a shelter Mm -hmm. so long as you are happy. So get out. Get out. Fuck him. Well, yeah, so keep us... um... Keep us updated if you can, and moving right along. All right, and so we're going to do one more last listener letter, and this comes from Destiny Willis. She says, the subject line is, Hi, Jonathan, in all caps and exclamation marks. She said, this isn't a question per se, but can you guys just tell us a little about about y'all's friendship? 
how y'all met and how long y'all been friends, things of that nature. Solomon, you never introduced us to any of your friends. So yeah, introduce us. Um, well, first off, I do introduce you guys to my friends. Like Serena's been on the podcast. Ashley's been on the podcast. Actually, Serena was on live with you guys last night. Um, but um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this is kind of like our first time. Um, I was thinking about this in the shower the other night. I was like, our first encounter is wild. It's crazy. Do you remember that night? Yeah. You know what's funny is I actually, as many nights as I don't, like, I love saying this, but I, it kind of sounds bad, but like, I love that we've had so many nights I don't remember. Yeah. But this, I fully, fully remember everything. We, I first of and all. And I feel like when I think about it, so much happened in one night. We spent like 24 hours together yes. when we first met. Yes. Which is crazy. I've never done that with anybody. So the day that Solomon and I met, first of all, we met on social media. We followed each other on, I don't know which platform. And Facebook and Instagram. Yes. Yes. And we... Oh, yes, I remember. So there was a show that was on the table at the time for gay boys in New York. And I was like kind of spearheading it. And I was like looking for like cool gay boys from New York who had a cool, funky look, a cool, funky story. So I hit up Solomon because I thought he was hysterical. He was cute. He just he was fascinating to me. So I was like, listen, let's meet up. Let's go to uh, brunch. We went to brunch on 145th and Broadway. And um, I said, let's let's meet up, you know, let's let's check out our chemistry and stuff and whatever. And it was supposed to literally just be let's get to know each other for like a second and whatever. Oh, let's do a quick brunch. The quick brunch turned into 6 a.m. Yes. And cackling, laughing to the point where the bartenders remember us from that day, by the way, just so you know. Yeah. Oh, they remember us. We were laughing so hard that we almost peed our pants. I might have peed my pants. I'm not sure, but I know that from there, you were going to meet Matt. And I said, oh, I'm coming. <gasps> oh my God, that was that <laughs> night too? Yes. Yes. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Yes. I thought that was a separate night, bitch. It wasn't. That was that day. That was that night. Yes. Okay, hold on. Pause. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Yes. So, okay, so me and you were, so me and Jonathan were friends on social media or whatever. We were really sweet to each other. Boom. And... We, I don't know how this happened, but during, do you remember this New Year's Eve? I said, hey, I'm throwing a party New Year's Eve in New York City. I want to just extend an invite to you. You're like, I can't. I'm at so-and-so's white party in Miami. Oh, yes. At Puffy's party. Yes. Yes. So you're like, but bet I will see you when I get back to the city. Yes. So we're like, all right, cool. Boom. And so this day, it was like a Saturday or maybe it was a Sunday. I don't know. It was a weekend for sure. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to do my skincare regimen. I'm going to just, you know, do nothing. You hit me up at like maybe 11. You're like, what are you doing? I said, nothing. Just like a skincare thing. You're like, do you want to go to to brunch? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And we met up for brunch. And bitch, when I tell you, we didn't, I did not get into my home till 6 a.m. We and, had a hoot. and we were still going to keep going. <laughs> that was a crazy thing. We're like, I was like, do you want to just stay here and like we can wait yeah. and, and, and you know have, and then have, keep have, doing yeah, again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, it's not gonna stop. <laughs> Bitch, I forgot that was when I met up with my my last boyfriend. His name was Matt, 
at that club. And I remember I was like, it's so funny because <laughs> we've known, like we knew each other on social media, right? <laughs> but instantly I was like, this is my new best friend. And I was like, wait, so that's I was why like, I'm laughing. I, <laughs> I, I'm laughing too, because I totally forgot about that. So Matt at one point said, oh we God. we got there obliterated. They, he was at a bar on like 38th street. It was um boxers. They they were there for like a month in this, this specific venue. Yeah. And I was friends actually with all the promoters and stuff. And he was in there feeling like a big shot. And something happened. <laughs> Something happened. I don't remember what it was, but Matt looked over. He was like, "Who are you?" I was like, "I'm his best friend." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had only known you for like eight like, hours. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, "Yeah, that's my best friend. He's like my brother." <laughs> no, no, literally. I just remember in that situation, I was like, I just knew like this is my best friend. This is my like I just was so close to you I'm at like, that time. I'm his best friend. And <laughs> I remember like confiding. I was like, "All right, I I remember I was like friend." Oh, I'm my, my boyfriend's my ex-boyfriend's downtown and I feel like I need to go see him yeah. or whatever you're like let's go let's go so check please yeah <laughs> and you're like I got you let's do this <laughs> and, and you're like oh yeah. okay and I was into it what okay so we went to brunch I remember what did we do after brunch wait so from brunch we went to another spot for a couple of drinks at another friend of mine's spot, uh, maybe right around there. Then from there, we went to Matt. We got to Matt at like 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And then we were there till like two. We went to a wine bar. Before Matt, right? Yeah. So that was my friend's bar? Or mm -hmm. was it before that? I think that was it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so then Matt was bar number three. After that, we, we went, went elsewhere. We went to Industry or Fairy Tale Lounge. I think we went to both. No, we did go to both, bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, I remember I went and got lap dances with strippers yes, at the Fairy Tale. And do you remember Cow Dick? Cow Dick? At Industry Lounge. Uh-uh. Oh, my God! I forgot about that! <laughs> and I remember I was like yeah <laughs> it's so good oh it's so good <laughs> Solomon and I have so many memories and clubs and, and bars and lounges and places where we have no recollection of just us drunk and foolish I remember we lived in Atlanta together at some point and we got into some place. I had just gotten there, but for whatever reason, I lost my shit. And I was just standing up against the wall. We were literally two wallflowers. <laughs> and I was just standing there gyrating all of a sudden. I was like, panda! I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said earlier, like, I like to get drunk and just scream. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> So that, so the origination of Panda, we were at Castro Bar once, and that was when that song is really popping off. You are literally on the brick wall, and you just start screaming Panda. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's it. It's never going to happen again. <laughs> Fast forward to that summer, we moved to Atlanta. We are in some fucking hellhole, and some dumb. it was me, you, Japan. Yeah. And out of a sudden, you just start screaming panda. And I was like, yeah, let's start screaming. So, and then Japan starts screaming panda. 
And I was just like, you know, and literally the bartender's like, what the fuck is going on with these people? With these fucking three fags are screaming panda. <laughs> like, they look like we're fucking having Tourette's. I, it's just fun to do stupid, weird, random shit. And then, <laughs> um, no, but like, we we traveled the world. Um, we've been roommates for forever, I feel. Yeah. Um, we were roommates We just have had Heights. the best memories together, I think. You know how sometimes you just okay. I, we we both grew up in little shells, being like mm-hmm. little these tiny little vessels of big personalities, mm-hmm. and 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 I just never met somebody like me before who had a big personality and was funny and got my sense of humor. And in my in my world where I was, I just didn't ex- I didn't get to experience that or share that with somebody else who didn't yeah. think I was completely batshit crazy yeah. and ridiculous. And so when I met you, it was like it was just every time I said a joke, you got it, and then you added to it, and it was like always a buildup. Yeah. So we were at the top of the joke in stitches and in tears where we could not get it out. And I was like, this feels so good. I don't want this to end. Yeah. To the point where we've lived together in so many cities, so <laughs> many situ- like so many hotel rooms, so many un- like. And if there is anything you and I can do, we can get ourselves out of a sticky situation, baby. Can I tell them a quick story? Do it. So Solomon had gone on a trip somewhere and he ends up getting into an altercation with a person on a trip somewhere and he comes back to New York and he's like, (laughs) I said, oh, fine, I'm going to pick you up at the airport. So I'm one of the few New Yorkers that drives. So I said, I'm going to pick you up at the airport. Don't don't take a cab. Don't spend money. I'm going to pick you up. So I pick him up at the airport and he's like, you know, he he's like beating himself up about how badly he went in on this person and they got I broke, physical. I broke a table at the at a place, yeah. a, a glass table, because I body slammed someone on top of a glass table and then had to flee in yeah. the middle of the night because I was like, like a thief in the night. You know, because I thought like they were going to charge me for yeah. the table. Yeah. Or press charges. Or press charges. So, anyways, I show up at the airport with the getaway car, helping the getaway. <laughs> the getaway car. <laughs> no, because I, I was like, I need to yeah. get, I need to get to my house. Yeah, I'm just exposed, yes. bitch. Yes. So I'm like, come, come to New York, whatever. Pick him up, and I'm like, you know, he's, he's, he oh God, is, is so great. He is just Spot livid, me. also upset with himself, and I'm like very calmly telling him, like, you know, friend, like sometimes we have to find ways <laughs> to use our words, like getting physical and aggressive is it's no point. The- yeah, solution. And blah, blah, blah. All the while, I'm navigating New York City traffic. For those of you who have never been here, it's always bumper to bumper and pandemonium. <laughs> so I'm navigating traffic and I'm looking over. I'm like caressing his knee and like calming him down or whatever. There's a cocksucker in front of us <laughs> that keeps waving in and out of lanes and I can see him. And I'm just like, okay, good. He's like far ahead so I can focus on my friend. Now this fucking turd is next to me. And I'm like looking at Solomon and I'm like comforting and consoling Solomon or whatever. Now I go to go. I'm going to go in my fucking car. And this piece of shit crosses in, cuts me off, goes in. I'm like, this motherfucker, you piece of shit. So I press the brakes. Mind you, I'm in New York City. In the middle of an intersection. intersection. (laughs) 
We're in, literally in the middle of an intersection on a red light. Were we in the Upper East Side? Yes, on yes. 60, like 69th and First Ave. Yes. So now, literally, I'm blocking traffic. I press the brakes. I turn the car off. I open the door solemnly. Like, oh, oh no! Please, please don't, please don't. He's like here, like already. I'm running away from the law. I'm like this motherfucker. I get out of my car like a free show. Go running, runs, like a lunatic, runs in the intersection, <laughs> punching on the cab driver's <laughs> glass. Like, get out, you piece of shit, you motherfucker. You could have killed me. I'm trying to like, <laughs> I'm trying to whip his door open. <laughs> I look at my car and Solomon. It's waving his hands in the air like, please stop. <laughs> I'm like, this motherfucker's not letting me in to beat his ass, this cab driver. So I, I run back to my car. I get in so that traffic can move because I've blocked all traffic. And I'm like, anyways, yeah, friend, like I was saying, I don't think that violence is the way. You should never resort to violence. <laughs> And meanwhile, my mouth is still fucking uh, like a gay bitch. And I'm looking at him like, I just witnessed a person go from this calm zen place to like spiraling in the middle of tra- like a fucking crazy <laughs> lunatic banging on his fucking, like punching this fucking cab driver's shit. And then comes back just ever so calmly, like, you know, puts it out of park, goes into drive and is like, well, like I was saying, friend, like, you know, you just really need to just, you know, calm your anger and stuff. And I'm looking at him like, bitch, did you just see what you just fucking did? <laughs> fucking oh, hysterical. Anyways, how many years ago was that? We met, what, oh, my God, four or five friend, years ago? Do you remember, okay, we're going on mad tangents, but Remember when we were driving to Brooklyn to go visit one of your friends and you're pounding on the the car car wheel cuz she kept calling you <laughs> So bitch <laughs> So you're so listen so bitch when I tell you yesterday so whenever you plug in your bit, like in my bins, there's like, um, when anyone texts me, it goes, message from Ashley McGowan, blah, 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 blah. Would you like to respond to Ashley? I'm like, no. So I'm like, I, what was I listening to? I was doing, I was listening. No, it was, what? I was listening to Rocio Ducal song. So I'm like, in my moment, you know, I'm listening to like Splendor. And so I'm like, blah, blah, blah. This guy, I'm leaving my warehouse. And whenever I leave my warehouse, it's just fucking traffic. This cute, older Mexican man pulls, he's like waving because they're doing construction in the area. So they're merging lanes. So I don't want, I'm a, a dick. I don't want the people to go in front of me. You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm like etching up on yeah, the Yeah, that's one less car I have to get through. So the whole time I see him getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And I'm like, I will and kill I, I, you. you know, I will kill you. <laughs> And so I see him rolling his hands out, you know, and I'm like, oh, you're really bold, bitch, to like really ask me to get yeah. in front of you. Get behind me, bitch. So he's like, what song are you playing? I'm like, oh, um, I'm, I'm, you know, being an asshole. I'm like, oh, don't see the guy. And he's cute, right? I'm like, oh my God, wow. So anyway, so I'm like, oh, so it lets me know, like, I'm listening to really good music. And so I'm listening to my music, I'm, you know, and then 
the marina's texting me ashley's texting me and you know ashley when she she texts me it's like ding 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 ding. it's like five text messages ever. and when bettina texts me it's like a million and one text messages all at once and they're all hitting me simultaneously so it's like rocio's like a more message from <laughs> ashley and i'm like close out <laughs> message from message from them like so every time i'm like bang my fucking scared dude so i'm like losing it so i'm in fucking traffic and all these people are like this person is fucking going from like you know listening, you know dancing and doing like a concert to like banging on his shit and i was like it reminded me of you when we were in Brooklyn. i was like i know exactly how that feels like bitch you're interrupting my shit it was like Amor, tranquilo. Message from Ashley. Shut up, Ashley! <laughs> and then tranquilo. you can't put the shit on airplane mode because the motherfucker won't play. Yes! <laughs> oh my oh. god. And literally, it was to like after like the sixth time because <laughs> I, I could feel it happening again. I was like, I started banging it really hard and losing it. And I just looked around and people were like, whoa, he's kind of really upset with the traffic. And I'm like, it's not about the traffic. It's people keep texting. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about that. That we laugh so hard about that once I cool down. Bitch, <laughs> you it was the funniest shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> ring ring. Boom boom boom. <laughs> and then we needed the GPS too, remember? <laughs> we kept going in circles and shit. I was like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> Stop calling me. <laughs> I'm so angry. Like, Stop calling me. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. And then, like, I was getting annoyed too, like, secondhand annoyment because I'm like, we gotta find parking. We like, gotta get out of here. <laughs> I don't even come to this borrow. Like, let me get, let me navigate this. They kept calling. I was like, what is the fucking urgency? Just fucking send the <laughs> And you are banging on the fucking steering wheel, like banging on it. I thought the airbag was gonna explode and bust your fucking wrist caps. Like, bitch. Bitch, I wish the fucking airbag would have deployed. I was so angry. <laughs> uh, so needless to say, guys, um, how long have y'all been friends? Things of that nature. But yeah, we've been friends for a very long time. A and, long time. Um, Man. yeah. So I'm just glad that he came on the podcast today. And oh my lord, bitch! I normally do a one hour show. It is one hour and forty eight minutes. Why would you ever put a microphone between you and I? I know. And w- there's still more to go. Hello. Can you make this a three parter like Janet? Stay tuned. Well, <laughs> well, bitch, I'm like Janet. We'll have more shit to talk about than, Ooh. you know, the block. fucking circling the block and um, <laughs> Gary, Indiana. It um, was weird when they pulled into the house. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. The house was small. Yeah. But it just felt like staged, like freshly cleaned. It just, yeah. there was something inauthentic. I think they feeling. still own that house, though. Correct. Yeah. But it was just all, it all just felt inauthentic to yeah. me. That's where my, I think that's the best adjective the to explain the Mariah book, the, cause she's coming out with a, a movie. Yeah. Um, Who's playing Oh her? my God. Directed by, I don't want to say, cause I don't want to be rude, but. It's Lee Daniels, isn't it? Okay, so. 
which is going to be another thing I do want to talk about eventually, um, which is going to be like probably a deeper subject. Um, and I've touched, we've talked about it before, but <clears throat> I think navigating um, being biracial, it's never like a, a, a shut and close thing. You know what I'm saying? Just a minute, I feel like I'm very comfortable in my skin. Some new shit pops up and I'm like trying to figure out my bearings. Um, as me going viral on TikTok recently over some shit, I'm like, wow, I didn't know people had this many feelings. Um, but that's definitely going to be probably like next week's topic, um, kind of navigating that. But that is listener letters. Again, if you have a uh, bitch, that wasn't even, I, I don't even feel like that was listener letters. That was kind of like just a we did three. Shit. Oh, we did, huh? Oh my God, I normally do one. <laughs> um, send them into ask at the Solomon Ray podcast. And yeah, moving right along. All right, so that concludes our show. And so now we're on to final thoughts. Um, final thoughts, as you know, I always kind of don't really have much to say anymore about this, but as you guys know, I talk openly about like my family and my relationship with my mom and my dad. My mom called me yesterday at like 10 p.m. yesterday, which is so weird. Um, and she was like, I need to talk to you. And I was like, well, talk to me here, bro. You're on the phone with me. She said, but I need to talk to you in person. So at dinner on Sunday, she was like, um, what are you doing Tuesday? I said, probably just packing because I go for New York on Wednesday. She said, okay, well, if I can meet you, that'd be great. And I'm like, all right, cool. I didn't think anything of it. So she calls me at 10 p.m. She's like, I'm not going to be able to make it tomorrow. I mean, t I didn't, wasn't able to make it today, but I do want to talk to you in person. I said, oh, girl, what's going on? Like, what's happening? She said, there's something I want to give you. And she said, there's, I was going through things and there's something very special I want to give you, but I want to talk to you first about it before I give it to you, if that's something you want or whatever. And at that time, Laura and Ashley were on FaceTime with me. I said, my mom's calling me. Let me call you guys back. And they're like, you know, your parents just evolve and become different people. And they, they just know what their kids need. Because I was telling on this podcast on my mom's birthday in November I sat with my mom and she said um, I was talking she was like you know I kind of wouldn't mind dating someone if not it, it's whatever she said but it's not going to be here in San Diego mm -hmm. I told you that right mm -hmm. and she was right and then so last week I was at my parents' house and my dad kind of brought this up but did it really and my mom is in the living room she said yeah but I think, would you mind, would you think about moving back to New York? I didn't even tell my parents shit about this. And I was like, well, as a matter of fact, I'm going Wednesday to go look at some places. And she said, yeah, you're not going to find, you know, someone who's good enough for you in San Diego. And I want to be like, well, girl, I may not find nobody here good enough for me anyways, you know, but, but it's, I would have never been able to have that conversation with my parents years ago. And my dad was incredibly homophobic early on. And you know what I'm saying? So for mm -hmm. me to have dinner with him, even on Sunday and say, I'm spiraling because this man wore a t-shirt. And then to be like, he need to be wearing this and blah, blah. And then my dad's like, but take it easy on the guy. And blah. you know, it's so interesting to see how much my dad was so homophobic and like violently homophobic towards me. And my mom was very complacent in the homophobia. And so all this trauma that they induced on me and to see that they've 
you Trend change yeah. and it makes me it 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 makes me feel like i want to like continue my fucking therapy because they're not the same people but i'm still holding them up to these people that they were in the past mm-hmm. so it's like you know your parents ultimately do love you and they do want the best for you and i think they do deserve some sort of leniency and try to navigate these waters um they still need to be held accountable but it's just kind of like you know i think my final thought is give people patience and leniency i don't think you need to rush to like forgive people and and eat their ass or nothing but i think there is a message in giving people space to grow um because i mean this i was like 16 17 i'm 35 mm-hmm. so it's not like they grew in six months or mm-hmm. it's not like i bitch it's I've two been, decades yeah it's two decades mm-hmm. and here i am 35 not too far from 40 and my parents you know not saying they they are gonna croak any time but like you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. we're in the the they're in the an, an era in life that's towards the end Mm-hmm. You know, they only got maybe like 20 good solid years to form. So my final thoughts is um, here we go. I knew I wasn't going to be able to do this. Oh, you almost made it. I almost made it. Uh, no, an I'm hour and 55. Um, I think when people are really special in your life, I think it's good to kind of um, just be cognizant of like you know we're human and and things are not perfect but i think you know when some you know when someone needs to be in your life and it's okay to have gone through something that was painful or didn't feel good or whatever and then still <clears throat> reinvite them back into your life or just still keep them in your life despite this social social society of to where it's like you got to cut people off and it's like sometimes that's not the mature way of dealing with things is cutting people off sometimes it's okay and i think it's the adult thing of saying hey we went through a rough patch but you're you're very important to my life you're my parents you're my best friend you're and you mean a lot to me and i can't go on without my life i mean i could but i i want you there and it's You know, and I think that's really important. And so I don't know where this final thought is leading to, but that is my final thought for this week. And I will give it to you. Your final thought leads right into mine. Really now? Yes. But before I get to my final thought, I do want to have my one woke moment because I'm not a woke type person. However, I will say that when people say that having gay people on television and in the media and this and that and whatever it's because there's an agenda there's 100% an agenda the agenda is to have it be so normal that people like Solomon's parents who were not 100% comfortable with it when he was a child now are because although they see him they see it in every single television show and it's literally just a part of normal life where now solomon could sit and have dinner with his parents and say 
this man wore a t-shirt on a date and it's completely normal so yeah there is an agenda the agenda is to make it so normal so that people like solomon and i and baby solomon and baby jonathan can go home and have conversations with their parents which are needed and don't end up a statistic which can possibly be suicide murder death drug abuse whatever so that was my woke moment now that's not that woke I mean, because... I thought I going to give Second City woke. No, but you know, <laughs> people just... There's like... You, you, you know, people are like so sick of seeing gay people on on every television show. Why? Why do you Why do you need to force this down our throats and this and that? Well, because it's not for you. Yeah. It's for baby Solomon and baby Jonathan and their parents. Period. Look the other way, flip the channel, whatever, or, or just don't pay attention to it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that was that. Your... Final thought leads into mine because I think last year for me, I experienced a lot of loss, a lot of death, a lot of sadness, a lot of the worst things that some people have to deal with one time in their life. I dealt with it every other month. Girl, you did. Every other month it was something. I was either losing a friend, I was losing a relative, I was losing a parent, I was losing my mind, I was losing my job, I was losing just so many different things. And I went down a rabbit hole where I literally at one point looked around and all I saw was misery and darkness and sadness and thought, what is the point of this? And I realized at that very moment that what we believe our lives are, are fictitious. What our lives really are is our memories, is the people that we love, is the people that we care for, is the people who who make us feel good. And for a minute, you and I were not friends, and I did not feel good, and I wanted to feel good again. I wanted to remember what it was like to be loved genuinely and laugh and like la- like laugh, like belly hurt laugh. When we lived together, there were times where we would go to bed at 2 a.m. <laughs> laughing, and we would wake up at 8 a.m., and I would literally go knocking on your door and say, wake I up and play with up, me. Play with me, yes. And you would get right up, yeah. perk right up out of bed and say, okay, let's go. What's next? And we you would know, just laugh. The only person, I hate people waking me up. You're the only person I've never been annoyed <laughs> with, ever. Because I just wanted you to play with me. Yeah. I'm like, get up, play with me. Play with me like a puppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you'd be like, oh, girl, okay, fine. What is it? I'm like, I made us coffee. Yeah. And then we would just yeah. literally start Fall laughing into it. at whatever. And the laughter would just not stop till the moment we went to bed. And people think, oh, whatever, what is so funny? What is so funny is that we're building the best memories of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, we were friends at moments where we both had money. We were friends at, po- at moments where, not- where neither of us had money. We're... Just like you said earlier, these things come and go. They're fleeting. Mm -hmm. But the memories that you build are everlasting. And, like, I would never take back the moments that we lived together in that dump in in Atlanta or in Washington Heights in that apartment. Those are my favorite memories. Me too. They were so funny. I will will never not (laughs) laugh when I drive past that building when I think of that fire (laughs) alarm going off on the roof. I knew you were going to say that. I will never not laugh at that. And we weren't even annoyed that we were woken up at 5 a.m. It's happening. It's happening. (laughs) We perked right up. We said, Mm -hmm. okay, we're in. It's happening. Yeah, let's Let's go. go. (laughs) Let's go. So all that to say, in in your darkest moments, 
you realize really what is important, what is valuable, what what means anything to you. And I really realized like all I care about is having great moments with great people and and I don't ever not want to have that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care about material things. I don't care about any of that. Obviously, you see who I am in my life. I don't care about any of that. I want my friends. I want to be around the people that I love. And you're a person that I adore genuinely. And I don't imagine my life without you in it. Because I had it. And it was not nice. Yeah, like people are like... <clears throat> which is weird because my mom was like, you're not happy here. And it's funny because I'm in San Diego. And I was able to build two great businesses and become the person I thought no I, the person I, I've dreamt to become and I was like even despite all of that I'm not happy because I do miss funny moments like I, I miss mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like we had a, a brief stint where we weren't talking but I missed the you know what I'm saying? It's just something to say about having a friendship that mm -hmm. you're so excited to share with other people and be like, yeah. girl, let me tell you about this time we did this or this time we did this. And it just didn't compare to anyone else. Like I never mm -hmm. had a friendship to where, you know, these situations happened or we were just on the same level or we just glued and we mm -hmm. fell right into the same places. Um, and... I would literally be screaming at a club and you would just join me. So I didn't yeah, look I would, so like you a the fucking only one. crazy person standing mm -hmm. in an empty nightclub screaming at the top of my lungs yeah. because it feels good for me right now. I'm like, oh, this is so fun. Yeah. I want to scream. Let's scream. And you would just stand next to and me scream. like, ah, scream like two yeah, crazy people. Yeah. But it felt so good. And it was my favorite. <laughs> and I think like, it's just, I think when you find good people that make you feel good in your life um and i love my parents and you know we, I've, I've talked openly on this podcast about it and them but i love them mm -hmm. and they made mistakes and it's like i'm now before i'm like you know you made a mistake i'm not fucking with you but now i'm like but i can't erase the good that was there and the good always will outweigh the bad and the bad is so minimal even though it hurts but the good lasts longer like the hurt lasts for a, a teeny bit mm -hmm. but the good lasts longer and it's longing and it's like <clears throat> here we go um it's just like i think my common theme is life is just to be around people that i feel safe around <clears throat> And so, you know, I feel safe around you. I feel safe around Ashley. I feel safe around people that I can trust. And I think that's just kind of what I wanted to get back to, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I'm, I'm back. You know, you just kind of go full circle and, you know, you go out and then you come back and you're like, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. You know, like when Miranda and Steve <laughs> meet on the, the bridge, the bridge, the bridge, <laughs> And they're like, you know, you the know, Brooklyn and, Bridge, where I was and, <laughs> <laughs> So Miranda, I noticed this, but on her list of things, um, this is not about us, but like Miranda, she writes a list of good qualities about Steve and then bad qualities. The bad was 
more than the good. And she, but it was the feelings. She was like, you know, she was like, she still ran on the verge. She's like, I have to meet this person, which is why I'm like, how is Miranda not doing this now in this series? Like, it's just yeah. so fucking bonkers. You know, like, I just can't get over that. How do we get into the writer's room and murder Shay? Well, bitch, I'm, 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 I'm going to ask Elizabeth Griffith to write a letter. We need her on the I line. Don't, wait, wait till her, I feel like next week we might get a letter from her. Elizabeth, if you're listening, <laughs> tune in, write in. We need you on our team. There's many things that we need to spearhead, and we feel like you are the person. <laughs> We're starting with the murder of Che Diaz. <laughs> But yes, so we're at two hours, friend. This was a good show. This was good. This was really good. It's quite the roller coaster. Yeah, wasn't it? I I cried. I got emotional. I didn't fully, fully cry. Ah, stop <clears throat> moisture in your eyes. So I'm gonna count that as a cry. It's allergies. That was a half cry. The allergies. So it, you you said you're on what four cries or six? Well, this will be the fifth one, fifth episode. So this is so you're at four and a half cries. This was a half a cry. Okay. Okay. Mm. Granted, yeah. I haven't done. I, I'm trying to think when Ashley was on the episode, and I, I did. I cry every episode. <laughs> so remember when I did my audition on um, the Western Highway for Love and Hip Hop? Yes. And I told you I was like, it's the weirdest thing when they you turn the camera crying. on, you just start fucking crying. Who are you telling, bitch? I'm the crybaby <laughs> of the show. <laughs> it's something so. The minute I fucking turn this microphone on, I'm just a fucking crybaby. It's the you know what it it's, is you're exposed. I think that okay, I must speak for myself. I know I have I went through so much crazy shit in my life that the minute the cameras are running, I'm like I'm gonna tell it all because I want to make an impact in the world. Mm-hmm. I want people to know me. I want people to know my life. I want I want to let everybody in. But we're not really like that in our personal lives. We don't yeah. really let people in like that. Yeah. So when when we do do it, we're like, oh, it's wait a, a minute. watershed moment. Oh, I took on more than I can handle. And then all of a sudden the waterworks mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. 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 Totally understand. I'm a crybaby. Clearly. Because, bitch, the, the, <laughs> I didn't even know when I started doing this podcast, I didn't think I was going to be crying this much. And every time we'd be like, you know, our, it's not when I cry, but it's when I don't cry where people be like, Simon didn't cry on this episode. They're like, we kind of miss it. I'm like, not you guys wanting me to be emotional and sad. Like, you know, like. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm really happy that this episode went really well with me and my friend. This is um, probably the longest I've ever had like a co-host on this. Um, so yeah, so if you guys want, again, ask, send in your question to ask at the SolomonRayPodcast.com. And aside from that, um, we're tuning out again. Dig tonight. Yeah. RIP that dig, dig tonight. tonight. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, there are new silk masks coming in later on this week. Um, so go to www.santo.com. Bitch, I don't know. I'm drunk. SantoXSanto.com for your silk mask. Also, there is a free gift with every purchase of $240 or more. You get a one regular price chain, which is the biggest sale I've ever done, you guys. This is like a regular $200 chain free with any $240 purchase. So there's that. If you head over to SolRayBeauty.com, I just have, um, there's more collagen serum. There is 
more micro needles, and there is now a hydra pin. And the hydra pin, if you put in the vial, you can put whatever serum you want. And while you're doing your micro needling, it gets injected into your face. Can you I do mine, mine tonight? Bitch, I, yours is right there. Sitting on the can counter, you please baby. do mine tonight? Tonight? I mean, or tomorrow? Well, do you have anything to do tomorrow? I'm, I will. I will. I will clear out my book. No, I'm uh, excited. So no, we'll do it tonight. And let okay. me tell you why we're gonna do it tonight. So, <clears throat> the hydra pen, I made it to where it's not super. It doesn't go super deep, mm -hmm. so it's easier. And because there's liquid in the chamber, it glides nicely over your face. So there's less downtime. I did mine two days ago, oh, so my face is not yeah. It's not red or nothing. Bitch, I knew you had a glow. I was about to ask you. I'm like, what did you do? Girl, hydro, hydro pen, bitch. So the hydro pins are available. Um, also, the alpha hydroxy face wash will be available at the end of the month. The more restock and travel sizes of the collagen serum will be at the end of the month so you guys can get out of my fucking inbox. Because I kid you not, I, this is a joke, but it's now they're taking it out. You guys are doing too much. Before, so people used to not even send me emails. They would just tweet or send comments. Collagen serum, mask, mask, jewelry, <laughs> um, bamboo earring, but whatever it was that I was selling. And they wouldn't even like write out like a, a request or like a, a nice message. It would just be collagen serum, microneedling pen. So now that people know that that's an ongoing joke, now my fucking shit is flooded with just collagen serum, microneedling pen. <laughs> So just to let you bitches know, it's going to be available during those times. Um, I will, of course, post it. But aside from that, that is it. Please send me best wishes that I find a great apartment. Um, and I don't hate this Marine guy on Saturday. And he doesn't wear a fucking t-shirt. And aside from that, take care of yourself and each other. Bye. Bye.